Blog Talk Radio. Unmuted. I think it's just par for the course. Um, yeah. You know, if it, if something doesn't go wrong in the studio, I don't think it would be a I don't think it would be a matchup zone stu- uh, <laughs> episode if it didn't, right? It's very true. Uh, you know, the, the studio we're, we're we're trying to we're trying to make it work, people. But anyway, uh, you're in the matchup zone tonight, thanks to uh, South Jersey Orthopedic Associates. Go see Dr. Wessler for all your orthopedic needs. Uh, tonight we have a great show for you. We are joined by legendary South Jersey coach Paul Rodeo, along with Kyle Green of Camden Catholic, Rob Ateen of Sterling High School, who just had an impressive run in the uh, South Jersey playoffs. And finally, we are going to transition into college with Dr. John Giannini, the head coach of LaSalle University, who will be joining us in the studio. I am again as joined always by my co-host, uh, Michael Gould. Mike, how are you? Kev, we, t- we get to talk basketball every Sunday night for two hours. How do you think I'm doing? I'm doing great. Great show lined up tonight, as you said. You ran down the guest list. Uh, like you said, Robertine, very impressive win. Uh, Sterling beating Haddonfield, the number four seed, knocking off the number one seed the other night. Uh, I, I'm, I'm disappointed for my good friend Paul Wiedemann, uh, you know, taking a tough Jones, very good player, had 23 points off the bench. 
by Rob at, I believe, 7.45. Rob Teen will be, be joining us, Kev. Absolutely. I think, uh, like we said, we have a lot of good guests on, and we are going to transition tonight into college basketball. I know it's been a lot of fun. We've been talking South Jersey uh, South Jersey basketball for a while. It's it's been, a, it's been a pleasure to do so, and now with the season winding down, I think it's a little uh, – we're going to start going into college and talk a little more about the college because, I mean, we live – in a city that probably has one of the richest college histories in the country. I mean, if you talk about uh, Philadelphia with the amount of Final Four, there's four teams. No, you have five teams that have made the Final Four. Is that correct? Five or four teams in, in Philadelphia have made the Final Four, NCAA Final Four. So that's a really impressive. I think the next highest city is two. So it should be interesting. Uh, we'll be talking with uh, Dr. John Giannini. But first off, we want to – kind of go over our South, all South Jersey basketball team this year. I think we want to, we want to kind of get into that and discuss that. So what do, what do you got, Mike? What do I have? I have my first team. And again, this is just me, my first team, all South Jersey. So I know we're going to get yelled at. Uh, my first team is Xavier Lundy from Paulsboro. And it's also hard, Kev, to do the first team stuff before the, before the playoffs are over. Cause a lot of times, like I said, Isaiah Morton a couple of years ago made a, had a really nice run, led St. Augustine exactly. to the uh, state final, and then that put him over the top for player of the year. But my first team is Xavier Lundy from Paulsboro, Kyle Green from Camden Catholic, Stefano Acora Gloucester, Jaleem Montague from Atlantic City, and Josh Borelli, Shawnee. That's just me, so let the tweets, text, and email fly in. Um but I think that's a pretty solid list. I mean, again, I haven't seen everybody in South Jersey. Uh, my second team is Christian Mortalite from Hamilton, Jay Howard, Paul Six, Paul Moore, Holy Spirit, Matt Klonuski, Eastern, and Tavares Hayden from Camden. Yes, I mean, that, that's that's a great team. I think, uh, you know, Mike and I discussed this before we went on the air tonight, the the, the talent level that's, that's here, and I think these teams are, are kind of who, who we think are uh, the best, best teams in South Jersey. I mean, I've, I've uh, you know, a little biased. I would probably uh, put one of the Cherry Hill East guys on there, maybe Jake Silpy. Or three of them. Or three, or the entire starting Dave five. Dave Allen, coach of the year. Yes, exactly. I think, uh, you know, that's that, that's that bias. But right now, you know, I think that's a good team. Uh, I like uh, Klunuski a lot. I think he's just he's just a monster. I think he's got a lot of potential for the next level because he's just a – he, I think he not only does he have the size, the physical attributes, the the talent, but he also has the, the the motor, and you don't you don't get that very often. You know what I like about Klonuski, Matt Klonuski. You know what my favorite thing about him is? Yes, he's an avid fan of the matchup zone. That, you know what? I, I was I was going to say the same thing. I we checked the old Twitter account the other day, and I was just like, oh, <laughs> that's it. We're, we're rounding this off. We got we got to slide Matt Klonuski in there um, yeah. somewhere. So. Um, Real quick, too, Kev, while we're talking a little bit of high school before we start transitioning, uh, the South Jersey Finals are set up um, for all the groups. Some great games the past week. A lot of things happened, some upsets, um, some uh, you know teams that weren't supposed to be there are now there. The Group 1 Final is set. Pittman at Paulsboro should be a very, very good game. That's the Group 1 Final. Group 2, no one saw this one come, Kev, uh, coming, Kev, except maybe uh, Robertine. Sterling at Medford Tech. Group three, t- 
Timber Creek at Camden was pretty much expected. In Group 4, Lenape at AC, which is going to be a really, really good game. Uh, Lenape holding Shawnee to 27 points the other night. Yeah, that's that's unbelievable. And that, that's what happens. Defense is, is what really wins uh, in this time of year. And uh, we talked more a little bit about Lenape and how, how much of a team they are and how they, they all subscribe to that team well, I, I, I think it just goes to show you, Kev, not, and no one from our – 10 South Jersey players, there's no one from Lenape. So yeah. I think that just speaks to the fact that they're one, they, they play as a unit, they don't want me stand out players, no one's going to knock, knock knock your socks off with scoring 25 points, but everybody's going to score 8 points. Exactly. And that's, the, the, and when you hold teams to 30, to 30 points, I mean, which they've been doing pretty much all this year, you really don't have to, uh, you don't have to score, you don't have to have anybody scoring, but you're going to have players that, that are going to stand out and that are going to be, uh, you know, looked at because uh, when you get into college, I mean, my whole thing, when I was playing in, uh, in the D-League, I remember my coach telling me that, you know what, you're not going to the NBA to score. You're not going to go to the NBA. It doesn't. What you do here, you have to do one good, one thing well, but better than anyone. You have to be... Uh, set yourself apart. Somehow. Exactly. You have to be good at everything, but you have to stand out from, right. from everyone else, which is what I think uh, is a good thing about Lenape. It's the same thing, you know. They don't have to, to get noticed by these colleges. You don't have to be the top scorer because you're not going to go to college most. But if you're the best defender, if you're the best passer, if you can hit that open shot and you know how to lead a team, and then you can show that you can score. I mean, Division One colleges are, are going to be looking at you. Great quote from Chucky Guitar the other day in the paper, the head coach at Lenape. They said, you know, blah blah blah. What do you do? He said, that's what we do here. They said, blah blah blah. Blah blah blah. Yeah, I, I think I think Kevin Minnick wrote blah 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 out there. I don't know if it's oh, the best. Kevin journalism, but uh, I failed to mention non-public A final is set Paul the Six at St. Joe Metuchen. Paul the Six with a very impressive win over our soon-to-be um, guest in the zone, St. Augustine and Coach Paul Rodeo. Uh, like I said, have great show lined up. Uh, real quick, too, I, I want to just mention there is uh, our, our good friend Bill Christie he asked me to um, to, to say a couple words on this, and uh, you know we'd be happy to. April twentieth, there's a three-on-three tournament at the JCC uh, that's held for cancer research. So everyone knows someone who's been affected by cancer. Uh, it's a great, great tournament. April twentieth is the high school tournament. April twenty-first and the AM is the adult tournament. April twenty-first and the PM is the grade school tournament. Uh, all proceeds go to Jimmy Fee Foundation. It's a great, 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 great fun event. If you can, try to get out there and support it. You can uh, email Bill Christie at Bill Christie, C, that's B-C-H-R-I-S-T-Y at J-F-E-D-N-J dot org. Or give Bill a call at 856-424-4444, extension 1150. Again, all proceeds go to Jimmy Fee Foundation. And it's a great, great cause. So everybody, try to get out there and support the three-on-three tour at the JCC. Absolutely. And while we're on the subject of uh, handing out information, why don't we uh, give out the call-in number tonight? It's one three four seven two one five eight one two six. You can follow us on Twitter at the Match underscore Up Zone, on Facebook the Match Up Zone, and uh, we are we are now joining the uh, technological revolution. Uh, with an email address, thematchupzone at gmail.com. So if you have any issues or with what we're saying, if you have any suggestions, if you have any uh, <clears throat> promotions, uh, anything like that. <laughs> any sponsors e- out there, please email us. <laughs> uh, yes, email us and uh, let us know 
what we what we can do better, what we want to talk about. So, uh, again, we'll be joined by co head coach of St. Augustine, Paul Rodeo. Uh, Kev, should we get those thank yous out? You think? You, you know what? I'm going to get these thank yous out because we've had a lot of people uh, this who've helped us with this show. Uh, we have new logos that we have on the website right now. You're probably looking at with the court and the matchup zone. Uh, that was done uh, courtesy of what, a, a student, Noy Chetrit. She did a great job with those. It was uh, very nice to, to, to see that. Uh, then we have our intro that's going to be done uh, next week, hopefully, by Greg Padden, who's a, a great composer. He does a lot of music. He also is in a band that's unbelievable called 10th Grade Chemistry. Uh, they've, they're very good, but he, he's going to do our intro, which should be available next week. Uh, you know, we, we have we have Jim Jim at Designer Tees who did all the T-shirts. Yes, yes. Jim at Designer Tees, get over to Jim at Designer Tees on Marlcrest Road. He does all your T-shirt needs. Great, great, great guy. Yeah, unbelievable. I mean, there's just so many people that we uh, we really want to thank. It's it's just been su- such a such a great honor to uh, to, to, to thank you. Oh, am I getting cut off? All right, uh, geez, uh we want to thank uh, the makers of of, uh, of Dixie Cups and, and Colin Spring, Megan Touch Machine, and the Philadelphia Philly Spike. Who do you got to thank tonight? I'd like to thank Chuck Alfino, Rachel Food, Marco the Dog, the Letter Car. I'd like to thank all three Pep Boys. I would like to thank Mother Teresa, Freddie Mitchell's Hands, the Duke of Earl, and Colin Depp. Oh, that's great. I mean, there's so many people that we want to, that we want to, you know, to say, we to apologize to Nick Angelos, Eric Angelos, Nick Angelos, the twins for not putting you on the, on the list, uh, Greg Barr for not putting you, for taking drafting fifth. Kevin Wall, Juan Wagner for never showing up. Yes, uh, I mean, there's just so many people we'd like to thank. That was fun. So, yeah, we, uh, we just wanted to, uh, do our little thank you. Sorry, I got cut off. You know what? I, I get long-winded at times. And, no, uh, not you. Yeah, it's 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 a it's a it's a habit, not a good one. Yeah, uh, you, you, well, you you were at my wedding with my wedding speech. There oh, was yeah. uh, it was everyone thought. Well, my wedding was four and a half hours long, and I think I cried probably. <laughs> two and a half hours. Of that. Yeah, a- absolutely. I mean, the tears of joy, tears of sorrow. Uh, well, you know, you know what they say. Tears Kev? of sweat when you know you're what dancing. They say? Engagement, engagement ring, wedding ring, suffering. Right, that's my motto right there. That there, uh, we're gonna put that on the t-shirt as well. Uh, get them printed up. Yeah, print those up. Uh, we we really like that. So again, uh, like we said, the South Jersey finals are are pretty much set, or they're all set, and there's gonna be some unbelievable games and. We really want to see a lot of South Jersey teams representing the state uh, championship. So obviously these two, these teams will compete against each other, then play the winner of Central, and then actually play the winner of North for the uh, state championship. So the, these are, I think, you know, in terms of who do you think has the best opportunity to do something? I mean, obviously we talked about Group Two, Haddonfield, Middle Township, both out, Sterling, Medford Tech in. Uh, you know, do do they have a shot? You, then you talk about. Camden. Camden, I think, has a shot. AC has a shot. They have everybody back returning from a state championship team last year. Exactly. And I I think Kevin Crawford said it best last week about Paulsboro that legacy-wise, they deserve it. They deserve to win a state title with everything they went through last year, this year. Um, You know, so we'll see how it all shakes out at the rack. Um, 
you know, uh, that's uh, coming up in, I guess, mid-March. So a uh, lot of good basketball to be played yet uh, up until that time. Like we said, give us a call, one three four seven two one five eight one two six. Coach Rodeo should be in the zone momentarily. I like I like referring to things in the zone. In the I zone, think yeah. It's like it's it's very uh professional. It, it does sound very professional. I mean, that, I think that's the one aspect of our show that might sound pretty professional. Uh, it's maybe uh, maybe yeah. We'll also we'll see. But uh, again, yeah, we'll be joined by uh, Coach Paul Rodeo. If you have a question, comment, concern, if you want to call in and talk, if you want to uh, give your opinion of our of our South Jersey. Uh, all first team, second team. Uh, if any comments whatsoever, one three four seven two one five eight one two six. Again, we will be joined uh, momentarily by head coach of St. Augustine, now winningest coach in South Jersey, Paul Rodeo. Uh, we will also be joined tonight by Rob Atine, the head coach of Sterling, who now is in the group to uh, South Jersey Championship, which will be take place on what Monday or Tuesday? Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Kev. Um. Did, uh, should we tell people about the matchup, the curse of the matchup zone? Do you think? Yeah. I, think it, I, I, think I mean. Wait. Wait. Should we? Should we wait till Doctor G and Inny gets off? Because he's, yeah. Uh, he's, we'll, 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 right, we'll save that for later. We'll we'll we'll, we'll get into that later. Well, you know, let's get into it now because you know it's it's, it's, it's not good. And, yeah. and you know what? And 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 no, I don't like either. Coach Rodeo is coming up in a couple minutes after coming off a forty-point loss last night. I mean, yeah. uh, we should have moved this week's program to to maybe. Uh, Thursday. <laughs> a cemetery? <laughs> um, but, yeah, the, the curse of the matchup zone, it is hard. It's a little disturbing. But just to get into a little bit, we have Brian Zubek on, on our first show about seven weeks ago uh, talking about Dream Puffs, that sort of thing, and his new business and how it was flourishing. Well, we're sorry <laughs> We're sorry to bring up that Dream Puffs is no longer with us. Uh, unfortunately, Brian had a real estate venture that he had to devote his full attention to, and that is no longer with us. And I believe a couple weeks later we had on Coach Jim Crawford from Camden Catholic talking about a big game against Paul Six the next night, which they lost. Yeah. Uh, Coach Wiedemann on last week, they lose to Sterling. Uh, Coach Drew Owens. From Kingsway, Owens from Kingsway, they lose. I, I don't think Coach me, me. I'm on every week. You're on every the, week. We lose to Shawnee. You lose to Shawnee. Uh, I, I don't know if Coach Atine's going to be calling in tonight. <laughs> <laughs> um, Coach Rodeo, let's hope he's supposed to call in about seven fifteen. Maybe running a little bit late. Hope, I know. Uh, maybe Rob Atine will have uh, the coach from Medford Tech calling in, in his in his stead <laughs> and impersonate and impersonate yeah. Coach Atine. That's yeah. Right. Um, so hopefully the curse of the Madden, hopefully this, it's almost like the Madden curse when you're on the cover of the Madden, yeah. uh, you're due to go down with an ACL tear. Um, yeah. so hopefully that doesn't become a, uh, a, uh, integral part of this show. That would probably explain why Dewan, Kevin Walls, Arthur Barkley, and Greg Barr never called in, because they were just like, you know what, why am I going to call into the matchup zone when, you know, the... Two nights later, I might lose my job. I might, you know, who, who knows what's going to happen. So, I, you know what, my father-in-law actually. Uh, oh man, he, yeah. Kevin Walls actually worked for my father-in-law. My father-in-law was a warden at a state prison, and Kevin Walls actually worked for him. So I, I can actually see that Kevin Walls fired if you want. If, if, uh, <laughs> I can see that that happens. You never called in. Maybe we can make that happen. You know what? The, uh, here's another curse of the matchup zone. Our producer, our normal producer tonight, uh, Chuck, Chuck, Chuck Albina. Albina, torn retina, torn retina. Emergency surgery last, uh, I guess, uh, Thursday, torn retinas. So uh, hopefully, we're, uh, so we're we're you know we're we're going back to the uh, to the 
to the days of of yore when uh, we were we were running the show just the two of us out of your basement. <laughs> <laughs> right now we've moved into the luxurious studio, so we don't have to worry. Our producer right now, I heard, just, just run out of the front door. Uh, yeah, I think our producer tonight is Air. No, it's, no wonder uh, Coach Rodeo is not on the air yet. Yeah. <laughs> he's, um, just calling, he's just calling a, a dead phone line. <laughs> Okay, but like we said, in all seriousness, tonight's show is brought in all seriousness, tonight's show is brought to you by Advocare South Jersey Orthopedic Associates. See Dr. Wexler for all your orthopedic needs. Again, that three on three tournament at the JCC. Uh, the website for that tournament is Katz K A T Z J C C dot org backslash basketball slash program. Again, all proceeds uh, go to the B Foundation, so great, great cause. So everyone, please try to get out and support that. Yeah, absolutely, uh, it's going to be a. It, it will definitely be great, uh, great thing for them to put together. It will also be uh, really good for the cancer research and everything like that. You know, we we like to to get, kind of give back to the community. I know that we're going to probably have some some upcoming charitable things that we're going to do because uh, you know when you're when you're playing and stuff, you did that kind of stuff, and now. That I'm not playing. It's it's nice to kind of give back and find a an outlet to give back. And since no one really cares who I am anymore, now that the show's kind of people are like, oh, any, 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 wait, did you say any more? <laughs> Ever. So uh, yeah, you know, it's nice to kind of you know be able to turn it around and give back, give back to the uh, community. So we're going to be uh, doing some stuff the, this upcoming year. I think Kev will give out some. We'll, you know, we have our T-shirts made up. We'll give out some T-shirts. Actually, Dave Quinn just texted me and said, "Where's my T-shirt?" Um, do we have a we have a triple X line? <laughs> Sorry, Quinny, I'm joking. Um, so Dave Quinn's the first up on a T-shirt. Uh, maybe uh, tours in the Matchup Zone studio. Oh wow, right, uh, that's that's, a, that's a pretty yeah, that's a pretty. I mean, now we're now we're really giving out some. Uh, th- these are some good prizes. Like we said, I mean, you can. It's it's a costly venture to, to host a party here, but to to be able to to, to come in here and, and see the luxury that we look at every single day to to get on the mega touch. You got the mega touch right next to you. you have, yeah. I mean, all kinds of frames that the Phillies win in the World Series. Big I mean, screen TVs everywhere. They're there, and uh, a basketball court. Actually- Sectional couches. That couch is the Merce- that's the Mercedes Benz of couches right that there. That is the Mercedes Benz couches. That you know, I, I was I was looking at you know the Dan Patrick show and I was just watching the, it, it, the you know they, they cost them a lot of money to make a studio like that. I think it's 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 better to have a place like this that's just you know like you said it has all the well, amenities. You it's need. just like it's just like a cool place to come hang out. You know, you hang out, you come in, talk, you talk some basketball two hours every Sunday night. Uh, Coach Rodeo, are you out there? If you can hear us, please call in. Uh, uh, if you if you want to reach us by uh, Morse code, you know we'll accept that. And this is smoke signal. <laughs> I, I, I one time I worked at a lighthouse and I tried to figure out how they how they did the lights. Uh, I can give it my best shot. If you want to just like <laughs> reach out your window with a flashlight, I'll, I'll try to I'll try to get it going. So uh, real quick, give me give me your predictions for these for these games. Group one: Pittman, Pauls, Pittman at Paulsburg. Who do we like? You know what? And this, you know Kevin Minnick said something today, and I'm going to throw this out there before we even get into this. Uh, he had a great point, and I totally agree with him. You know, you talk about parochial. There's something you don't hear every day. <laughs> you talk about parochial. You talk about parochial B, and how it's uh, they do it all on neutral sites. So once you get to that that round, everything's on a neutral site. And you look at Pittman versus Paulsboro. Pittman at Paulsboro, and 
two gyms that that are just small. I mean, they're Group One schools. Yeah. So they don't have big arenas, but Paul's, you, Paul's Pro is small. And and if you looked at the number of people who said, "I will be at that game," I mean, you're only going to fit what maybe a thousand. If if that and into the into Paulsboro when that game could yeah, easily but, fit but three thousand people is the game for the fans or the play? I mean, you know, the players have yeah. earned. Again, I'm not on either side here, but the players have earned the right at a home court. And yeah. Paulsboro has a nice little gym, um, so they're going to pack it with Paulsboro's fans. You know, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of Pittman fans there. But like you said, uh, you can make a lot, lot more money if this was held at a Cherry Hill East or held at. Yeah. Uh, you know, Burlington County College or anywhere with a, you know, uh, with a bigger, um, a bigger venue. You know, the, the group four final used to be held at AC, yeah. which I thought was a little bit unfair because AC is in group four. Exactly. So, you know, uh, you, you could be in the group four final playing against AC. AC is the road team. Yeah. Or AC is the quote unquote, I'm making air quotes, which is great for radio. Um, AC I'll the, verify. AC's the uh, the home the, the the road team and they're playing at home, which I don't know how fair that is and how much Group Four coaches like that. Yeah, and that, but I mean, you look into the the college college basketball and each site is is pretty much is hosted by a school. So you look at this year, Philadelphia, and you know it's usually hosted by either like Temple or Villanova will host and they'll have it at the Wells Fargo Center or right. you know places out Midwest, you know down in North Carolina, they always have a, a venue. So we played Duke in Greensboro, North Carolina, which was, you know, not the most fair thing in the world. It's a Duke home game. Yeah, I don't think it was. I think it was mainly the most unfair thing because we were playing Duke. And yeah, the reason it wasn't unfair is because <laughs> Duke was playing Mammoth. Yeah, that's that's true. So, all right, scratch what I just said, but <laughs> we'll, we'll go into uh, the, my prediction for the South Jersey Group uh, Group One Finals. Pittman at Paulsboro. I just think uh, Paulsboro is just going has too much firepower. I think uh, it's just they're they're big, they're strong, they're athletic, they're quick. And uh, Pittman, you know, gr- well, very well coached. Tim Delaney's having a great year. Uh, Stafford is is a great player as well. You know, you know what I like about pa- Paulsboro too? I like how they put Lundy out in the front of that one three one for yeah. two reasons. One, he's six six. It's hard to see over. Two is if there's a steal, now you have your best player, best finisher out in the top. You know, leading the fast break, just throw the ball ahead to him. Yeah. Um, so they're tough. I mean, Davenport's a load in the middle to yeah. deal with. I mean, he gets the ball in the front court. It, it's lights out. Their guard play has been a little suspect here and there, but I, I still think they have the horses. They wear you down. They come at you with 12 guys. Um, but then again, we've seen a lot of upsets, and Pittman, uh, if Delaney kind of can have a good game and Stafford hits some threes, Pittman can be right there in that game. So who, who do you like, Kev? Gun to your head. The gun to my head, Paulsboro. All right. I I. Kevin Crawford last week said we have four new listeners. We're just minus four <laughs> listeners. <just there. laughs> Sorry. It's going to take Pittman to play a perfect game for them to win. And I, yeah, and I think true. Kevin, talking to Coach Crawford, he knows that. Yeah. Um, okay. Sterling at Medford Tech. You know what? I'm, 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 a, I'm all about Cinderella. Uh, you know, I watched the movie once. I read the book. I think it's uh, a fine tale. Look. Yeah, it's a little bit. The hair. Uh, I think uh, I'm going to go with Sterling. I'm going to go Cinderella. Although we have two Cinderellas, but I'm going to go with the better looking one. I'm not and I'm sure. Go with... I, you know, and we did this last week. I think Medford Tech was maybe the three seed. Yeah, I think they were. 
vaccinated. Oh, Start with a four seed. We have the paper. Get in our file. Get an intern in our yeah, file. I'm getting our, I'm getting our files out right get, now. Get that uh, intern that. Tech is the three seed. Okay, Start with, four. with the four. Right. So we have a three four there. Um, you know, so no one really saw that coming. But uh, again, it's not a uh, it's not a eight nine. No. But I, you know, when you talk about teams like Haddonfield and Middle Township, Middle Township very talented this year. Uh, it, it was it was a shocker that these two were playing. I'm going to go Sterling in this one. Okay. How about the Group 3 final, Kev? Timber Creek at Camden. That's going to be a fast-paced game. Tough to win at the high. Camden. That is, that's, Just yeah, there's no, there's no need to, yeah, there's no need to really Morristown get into the particulars. Morristown, Morristown played Camden tough. Uh, it's funny, I was reading the First tweet. quarter? Now they were down two at the half. Uh, then Camden went on a 15-0 run to start the third. I was li- I was following Kevin Minnick on Twitter and he wrote a, he wrote a tweet or maybe it was Phil Anastasia that Camden I believe had Morristown had fifteen fouls in the first half and Camden had four or five and the Morristown fans weren't happy. Well, we know playing at Camden for all those years, it's not too often you get a fair shake at Camden. Uh, no. you know, big guys are going to be in foul trouble early on. Uh, just tough tough place to win. All right, Kev, let's get into your your neck of the woods here. Group four final, Lenape. At AC, tough one. Uh, I, the, the, see, here's why it's tough because Lenape, I've I've been you know watching them have been playing their best basketball right we now. We need they, an answer, please. Oh boy, uh, at AC, I, I just I just think Atlantic City is going to be too much for them. But I'm going Lenape. I'm going to shock the world and go Lenape uh, just because their defense. It's stifling, and so is Atlantic City. But Atlantic City pressures, but Lenape takes care of the ball too. That's one thing that they do do a very good job of. They're not a team that's going wild and turning it over. They're very calm and relaxed in their offense, and I think that's the team, the best shot of a team to so, beat so, Atlantic City. A little surprise you went with uh, Lenape after Coach Chucky Guitar declined to be in the zone last week. <laughs> um, okay, uh, non-public A. Now St. Joe's Matachan, we talked about it before. Had that has the. Uh, the seven-footer going to Kentucky, Carl Towns Jr. Uh, that game against St. Augustine started out close, and then it kind of ended up in a uh, 39 or 40-point uh, blowout in St. Joe's with touch and favor. Paul Six, who squeaked out a win against Camden Catholic at St. Joe's Metuchen. I'm going to go ahead and uh, I'm going to say St. Joe's Metuchen just because I don't think Paul Six has the firepower to compete inside with them. Now, now the now the various times you've seen so in St. Joe's Matushin this year, what do you like about them, Kev? <laughs> <laughs> Carl Towns Jr. They have uh yeah they have really nice, nice uniforms. They have nice uniforms, yeah. Uh, now, Kev, no joke. I saw them play Camden Catholic a couple years ago when Andrew Bynum played for them, uh-huh. and Andrew Bynum Jr., who's really a non-factor in the game, but they were the best layup. Funny, line. He's, a, he's a non-factor in the Sixers season this year. <laughs> <laughs> they were the best. Layup line. As I as I as I sit right behind the Andrew Bynum frame sign <laughs> autographed jersey. Well, you know what's gonna, gonna happen. That's, that's, that's going to fall on my head. Karma. Yeah. Um, Kev, they were the best layup line team I've ever seen. I mean, these kids didn't miss a shot. Three sixty reverse layup, dunking the ball. Uh, just I, I'm watching, going, man, this is gonna be a long night for Cam the Catholic. At the end of the first quarter, it was like fourteen two. You know, Cam guy was up. So <laughs> layup lines can be a little deceiving. Yeah, I totally agree. You know the. I watched layup, layup lines. I'm sorry to cut you off. Did you see LeBron James in the, in the lap line the other night doing? Yeah, he's he's ridiculous. Uh, and, Ma- and Magic offered a million dollar. Magic offered up a million bucks to uh, see him in the dunk contest. Should the matchup zone contribute to that? What should we? Yeah, what are I, you going to throw in? Uh, well, I think we have about 
two dollars and fifty cents left over in the fund. So follows the matchup zone on Twitter, so oh, what? absolutely. And he, you know, I know he's a big fan. Long first time. Oh wait, long that's time. not Le, that's LeBun James. I'm sorry, that's LeBun James. Oh man, that's that's unfortunate. Do we have a caller on the line here, Tim? Is that Coach? Yeah, I believe uh, I believe it is. I, I believe we are joined uh, joined by uh, Dr. John Giannini from uh, from LaSalle, who will be joining us uh, shortly. Uh, I think you know, like we were saying, the LeBron thing. I think I think it's going to be interesting. I think uh, whether he enters it, you look at Michael Jordan and you look at uh, the greats, and they were on it. They, they early, early in their career, though. Yeah, early. But I mean, what LeBron's capable of doing, and I like that that uh, the dunk contest kind of gives gives the younger guys who really don't get much play uh, an opportunity. But for for right now, it's just it's just not feasible. Uh, to, to kind of keep it going like it is because no one's no one's really watching. So uh, we are now joined on the line uh, by LaSalle head coach, Dr. John Giannini. Uh, Dr. Giannini, uh, thank you for joining the Matchup Zone tonight. How are you? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm glad to be here, and I'm doing fine. Thanks for asking. So, Coach, uh, you know, you guys are off to a, a great year, this uh, great start of the year this year. Uh, really had a had a good start, twenty and seven, ten and four in conference uh, in the A ten, and uh, also in the Big Five, which a lot of people are, I know a lot of people around here are familiar with the Big Five. But how does it feel to have that you know that right now that share of the of the victory in the Big Five this year? I mean, such a such a powerful historic conference. Yeah, it, it'll probably feel a little bit better uh, after the season because it is a, a very good accomplishment, but. Uh, we had a chance to win it outright uh, and uh, in a big game against Temple, and Temple played great, and we played poorly. We we really weren't very competitive in that game, so that's kind of a sore spot with us. But, you know, we're, we're certainly proud that we've had success in the Big Five. The, the reason it was such a big game for us is we, we tell our players all the time, if you win the Big Five outright, you're going to the NCAA tournament. It's, it's 13 of the last 13 years, the Big Five champion is gone, so... Uh, there's local bragging rights, there's tradition, there's pride. But in addition, it, it's uh, a pretty good route to get to the NCAA tournament uh, based on past results. So we, we were really disappointed that we weren't more competitive in that Temple game. But certainly beating Villanova, St. Joe's, and Penn is, is a great thing for us. Uh, you know, we just had that bad memory uh, uh, from a, a week ago. We are joined again by Dr. John Giannini, head coach of LaSalle basketball. He coached at Rowan University for six years, Maine for eight years, and he's in his eighth year at LaSalle. Coach, you guys lost to Miami back in early January 59-76. Just how good is this Miami team? Well, their results speak for themselves. I mean, everyone loses in college basketball now. Not since 76, Indiana has someone run the table. And uh, Miami just lost their first couple ACC games, but I think they had like geez, uh, an 11-game ACC winning streak and 14 or 15 overall, they're really good. Um, you know, I think they're as good as anyone in the country. Um, you know, there's probably six, seven, eight teams that are, are very comparable, the Gonzagas, Indianas, uh, Michigan States, uh, uh, Michigan, you know, the Big Ten super strong, Miami, Duke. Uh, you know, you have your handful of people like that. And then you have a bunch of people that are very close. Um, there's just tremendous balance in college basketball, just too many schools take it too seriously. They invest an awful lot into their program, and, and the days of someone just being dominant is, is gone because 
there's going to be an awful lot of good teams out there just because people work so hard at it. So, Coach, you talk about team, uh, and, and the way you guys go this year, four guys in double figures, you guys really are uh, the, the epitome of a team. You guys have great leadership. Uh, everyone can, can go out and, and score at any given night. Describe how, uh, how refreshing it is to have a team like that where you're not relying on one person or just two people. Well, it's interesting. When we play teams that might have a great individual, uh, we will emphasize them in our scouting, and we'll talk about how dangerous they are, how they usually play fearless. But we also say that it's not the best way to have a great team. If Even Michael Jordan had to be discouraged from scoring 30, 40 points a game when Phil Jackson came to the Bulls uh, if they wanted to win a championship. That, that, it's just not a good route to go. And even in the NBA, you, know, you see the, the great teams have two or three great players. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're fortunate. We, we've built it up, and we've had talent for a few years, but – our chemistry is so much better now, and, uh, you know, it's an easier group to coach. We'd certainly like to keep it that way, but the tricky thing in recruiting, it's like any relationship. You really don't totally know someone until you're with them every day, and, and we're just fortunate now. We thought we recruited good kids, and they turned out to be as good or better than we even hoped. They're easy to coach, and they get along, and they work real hard. Coach, you LaSalle plays at St. Louis on March 9th leading into the uh, A-10 tourney. St. Louis is a really, really good basketball team right now. How important is it for you guys to kind of finish up the season strong leading into that A-10 tourney? Well, well, we won't go to the NCAA tournament unless we finish strong. It's that close between us and about 15 other teams. So we we really don't have a choice in this matter. And of far greater importance to us us is the George Washington game. George Washington's a very good team. Everyone in the Atlantic 10 has tremendous players. Um, And but nonetheless, they're not a top 50, top 100 team at the moment. And you have to win those games if you want to go to the NCAA tournament. You could lose to St. Louis and still go to the NCAA tournament, but you really can't lose because St. Louis is an outstanding team. But you can't lose to a good team. And George Washington's a good team, and you really can't afford to lose that game. So we're far more concerned with George Washington, first because it's our next game, and that's always where our focus is. But the truth is, losing the top 20 teams does not knock you out of the NCAA tournament. It's losing to the other teams that does. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, Coach, you guys had back-to-back victories over Butler and VCU this year. Uh, Talk about that as a confidence booster going into, uh, you know, it's late January, you guys get those wins. And then as a confidence booster going into the rest of the season, how how effective was that in terms of you guys having that momentum to carry you on uh, as you've gotten to more conference play or you know, more I, into conference I think play? It's a good question, but, again, the A-10 is such a high level. Almost everyone wins a lot of non-conference games. Almost everyone has BCS wins. I think everyone in the A-10 is confident, and I think they're confident pretty much all the time. Unless you really have a struggling younger team, I think almost everyone in the A-10 has great confidence. What those wins did for us is it, it gave us a postseason resume, which is the most important thing. Uh, it, it, uh, it, it elevated us in the conference, which is probably the, the next most important thing. And the other thing it did is it brought the program a lot of attention. You know, the reason you work hard and the reason you coach hard is not necessarily for attention, but it is good for your school, it is good for recruiting, and there is a benefit to it. So, Again, it got us a lot of attention, and, and we would not be an NCAA uh, potential team right now without those two wins. So it, it was a huge week for us. 
We are joined again by Dr. John Giannini, head coach of LaSalle Explorers. Coach, Coach, Coach K spoke a little bit about the dangers of storming the court after uh, after they lost to uh, Virginia. Virginia. Uh, when you guys when you guys beat Butler, uh, the LaSalle fans stormed the court. Where do, you, where do you stand on that? I mean, there are some dangers in terms of coaches and players kind of being uh, you know in the faces of ra- uh, you know rabid fans. Where, where do you kind of stand on that? Well, I don't think anyone likes it when they're on the road and they're losing and they're losing teams. <laughs> I think that's where people really have an exception to it. I think when you're the winning team and you see your your student body really erupt in that joyous moment and something that your fans and players will remember it forever, you, you don't have as much of a problem with it. Uh, and I, you know, the responsibility there and it's a huge problem is is really on security administrations just planning for it. And sure. you know, they're like some of the articles I've said, and it makes perfect sense. You have 50 security people trying to stop several hundred or several thousand kids, right. and it's just tough. Uh, I, you know, I think the opposing coach should get off the court immediately and kind of have a sense for what's going to happen, and you know, hopefully your administration plans for those things a little bit. But it's a hard thing to deal with. But you know, when people are on the winning side of it, I don't hear them complaining a whole lot. Absolutely, and uh, you know, Coach, as as your career has gone in LaSalle, you guys have uh, really improved every single year, and uh, kind of culminating into this year where you guys have a, a strong, strong team going into the postseason play. Uh, talk about how ref- we talked about how refreshing it is. Talk about how how you guys use that to uh, go into the finals and and have that have that momentum going into the uh, A10 tournament. Well, you know, our, our focus is so much on the immediate. Uh, moment and completely on the next game. Uh, you won't hear a, a word about uh, St. Louis or a word about the A-10 tournament uh, until we're finished with our George Washington game. All our players will hear about is George Washington. And One of the things where you know your, your team is thinking the right way is when the players talk like coaches. Um, that's when you know you're more mature. That's when you know you might have an edge on people. You know, To win a lot, you have to have an edge. And you know, part of that edge is having a more mature outlook. And one of the things we do win or lose after every game is we start talking about our next opponent. After we, we beat St. Joe's, some of our players were, were in the press conference mistakenly talking about Temple. And they apologized. They said, I'm sorry. You know, I, I know we just played St. Joe's, but, you know, we just got finished talking about Temple. So that's just a great example for how much in the moment you have to be because Everyone's so good, it sounds like coach speak, but if you're not at your absolute best and if you're not completely focused on, on your next opponent, you're, you're guaranteed to lose. You know, a lot of people asked us our last two games, did you look past Rhode Island? Did you look past uh, 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 Duquesne? Because the records weren't, weren't as good. And we said, listen, Duquesne just won at Temple. Duquesne won at West Virginia. Rhode Island won at St. Louis. And, you know, Rhode Island won at Auburn. So, uh, you know, the point is that we anticipate every opponent's going to play their best against us, and that's what we try to get ready for. And usually in the A-10, someone's best game is awfully strong, and that's why you have to keep the focus on now. Uh, not to get around your question, but as soon as the, the St. Louis game is over, we, we divide the, the schedule up non-conference, conference, and postseason. And, and you know, the postseason's tricky, guys, because it's, it's, a, week, it's a week long. You know, or two weeks long. It's it's very short. It's a few games. You don't know who you're playing in the second game. Sometimes, if you have a bye, you don't know who you're playing in the first game. So, I I, I think sometimes too much emphasis is. I, I don't think I know too much emphasis is put on it because it's it's one game like anything else. Anything could happen. But 
you know, fans put such an emphasis on it sometimes, and, and they get excited, and that's what they're going to remember the most. But as a coach and player, you know, realistically, they're all pretty much the same. They're all games, and they're all hard. Coach, we're going to finish you up here. Um, we do. We like to do a little segment here on the Matchup Zone, uh, rapid fire with all our guests. Do you mind uh, five okay. quick questions and just kind of say the first thing that comes to your mind? <laughs> Go ahead. That'll be fine. It'll be fun. Okay. Your best win as a head coach? Oh, boy. Probably Butler this year. Okay. Your toughest loss? A triple overtime uh, against at Rowan to NYU in the NCAA tournament. It was probably the best team I've ever coached and a wonderful group of kids, a bunch of South Jersey guys on it. And uh, In fact, that was, I think, Paul Weed. No, we lost Paul the year before to that, but that was Mike Burden and that was Shea Harvey and that was, uh, uh, geez, who else was on that team? Uh, Adrian Matthew, Lonnie McCoy, a bunch of South Jersey oh, that, guys. There's some good players a, there. Yeah, it, it, that, that was a great team. They finished 20, we were 29-1 and going into that game, and uh, that team deserved a national championship as much as anyone, and uh, that was a heartbreaker. Best player you've ever coached? Oh, gosh, I can't answer that one. Okay. <laughs> I really, I really, Shea, really can't. We'll give it to you, Shea Hart. There, there's too many good ones. Too many. Shea I don't want to slide at one. Did you say Shay Harvey? Well, I'm sorry. Is that your boy? Yeah, I said I just talked to Harvey yesterday. Shay Harvey is all I like. Shay Harvey. That's why I threw him out there. Uh, yeah, I love him to death. <laughs> playing at the Palestra. Oh, you just broke up a little bit. Say that again. Best player. Best part about playing at the Palestra. Oh man, I'd say our St. Joe's game because it's uh, half LaSalle tickets, half St. Joe's tickets. Mm-hmm. And frankly, I wish we could get the same uh, arrangement with some of the other schools because it's so unique. The building's unique. The tradition is unique. I think the fans are more nostalgic and more excited than usual. And it's not a typical game. A typical game as a home team and a visiting team. When it's half and half, the place erupts on every play because it's good or bad for one or the other team. So there's a reaction to everything. And it's very, very special. And, uh, you know, I, I, I hope we can get some more games in there. But I love the arrangement that we have with St. Joe's. And uh, the neatest thing about it, I, like I said, is when that it's packed and it's split down the middle uh, for both teams and, and every play has a huge reaction. Last question, Coach. Who is the best-dressed coach in the Big Five? Well, I'll tell you what. I'm going to have to give uh, – um, uh, a tie, and I know it's a tie. I, I, I couldn't pick between Bruiser Flint and actually I can pick Pappy Horace Owens from our own staff. Uh, top end. I'll, I'll take Pappy's a big five coach. You didn't mention the head coaches no, or, right. or, or assistants, so I'll take Horace Pappy Owens by, by uh, the smallest of margin over uh, Coach Bruiser Flint. And I, I hope Coach Wright's not listening. Pull the wool over eyes with that one. Listen, it, the reason you can't go wrong on that answer is that everyone loves Horace Owens. No one, no one will ever be upset finishing second to Horace. He, everyone loves him. <laughs> That's great, Coach. Uh, well, we love. We thank you so much for joining us tonight in the Matchup Zone. We really had a great time talking to you, and uh, you, obviously, you're so insightful, so informative. And we just want to wish you the best of luck uh, with the tournament coming up and to finish out the season. Uh, we want to wish you the best of luck, and thank you for coming on tonight, Coach. Uh, well, well, listen. Thanks for having me, and it's great to be on with guys who get the Big Five, and, and also in South Jersey. Guys, you get South Jersey basketball, so you know I feel like we're speaking the same language here, and I, I appreciate the opportunity. Coach, thanks, and good luck the rest of the way. Okay, thanks, guys. Okay, Thank bye-bye. you. Thank you.
Wow, that was that was unbelievable. I mean, you talk about insightful and some of the some of the things he talks about, and he, he's just a very he's a very smart coach. And he he's just, just a smart he's a smart guy. Yeah, he's a smart guy, and he knows his I mean, stuff. I mean, his title begins with a doctor. Yeah, that's true. The the closest we've had a doctor in here, Doctor J. That picture of Doctor J in the studio choking Larry Bird. That's like yeah, we fucking with doctor. That's very true. So uh, I mean, obviously, just a just a wealth of knowledge. I think we're very lucky to to have the the, the people that we know to to uh, be able to come on and and have uh, the caliber of, of coach like Doctor G and any to come on. I think that's really nice. And uh, he, he's just a great, he's just a great guy. Just and you know, he has those. those Rowan Roots, those yep, South, South Jersey, Jersey Roots, yep. which is uh, great. So, uh, you know, we talk, just talked to Coach Giannini. Now we're going to uh, – Speaking of South Jersey. Speaking of South Jersey, we're going we're gonna, to uh, talk to Robbie Yatine. Rob uh, is the head coach of Sterling High School, had a great run. We just talked about him. The four seed in Group 2 ended up uh, coming on and uh, really creating some noise, and now they're playing for the South Jersey Championship. Uh, Rob, thank you for coming on tonight. Thanks for coming on the Matchup Zone. No problem, guys. Thanks for having me. Uh, I know you guys aren't putting the curse on us, I hope, but I was listening earlier. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. I had to do a favor for Mike here. So. What, what, you, what, you don't, what you don't know, Coach, is we had the Coach of Medford Tech on for two hours last night. <laughs> fine. Fine. Coach, um, First of all, congratulations on a huge, huge win over Hanfield the other night. I mean, you know, you guys are the four seed. They're the one seed. It's tough, tough, tough to beat Hanfield at home. And I know you guys were prepared. Uh, j- j- was it a little bit sweeter beating, beating you know, Hanfield since they kind of did? They, they've controlled the Colonial Conference for the last, you know, 10 years or so? Uh, yeah, I, I can't lie. It definitely was. Uh, we Group two was our goal. They took the conference away from us and uh, – we got our 20th win. That was one of our goals too. So it was nice to get it against them. I have a. We have so much respect for Paul and that program, and uh, it's just it was a it's a wonderful feeling. Everybody was on cloud nine for a little bit, and now we got a, we got back to work the last couple of days, and we're ready for med tech now. So, coach, transitioning into that, you uh, you just said you know you such a high. You get you're getting to that game. It's such a great feeling. How do you guys how do you turn the turn the pages and uh, mentally physically? Uh, get your guys back on the same page to compete for a uh, South Jersey championship. Uh, this is such a uh, a great uh, senior bunch here. They're so unconventional. It's uh, the things I learned at Fall Six and Lemoyne, and uh, you know, throughout Sunny Hill, I it, we don't do that much of that at Sterling. We kind of I'm like a psychologist. You know, you kind of just cater to each one of our players' strengths, and you kind of just trust them. You stick with it. We had our ups and downs throughout the years, and I think not making the playoffs last year really burned some fire in his eye and these guys, and uh, it's paying off for sure. Coach, tomorrow night you guys travel to Medford Tech. Uh, what, what can you tell us about them? Uh, I'll tell you what. They have uh, two unbelievable scorers. Uh, they are young. One's a sophomore, one's a junior. But uh, they, they rebound the ball real well. And, uh, I mean, any any team that could be middle township – in Middle Township is, yeah. is, is ready to is ready to go for sure. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, uh, you know, you you're in a group two schools. You know, you're you're. What do you say to those people you, that say, you know, what? So the Sterlings, the Medford Techs, you know, they can't compete with the group four schools. What do you say to people like that, knowing how talented you guys are and how talented your team is? Uh, you know what? We don't see 
we don't see the level of play on a consistent basis. I, I think we can compete with any Olympic conference team. I think we can compete with the Fall Six. Uh, it's just it's just day in and day out. They have to compete with them. That I think that's the difference. I know we, we had uh, six losses, all the teams in the top ten. Uh, the real turning point in our season was uh, ran Cocos Valley at their place. They really manhandled us. Uh, it wasn't our day. They played some tough man-to-man on us that we couldn't respond to. So we got back to the drawing board, and it's been, it's been smooth sailing from there. A couple of hiccups here and there. but mm-hmm. Coach, you were a great, great player at Paul Six back in the early 90s. How, have, In your opinion, how have players changed since you were in high school? If at all. Uh, oh, no, 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 no. It's, it's, it's definitely have changed. Sometimes I think we forget how we were in high school. And, uh-huh. uh, you know, I do see a lot of me and my players, and I also see a lot in my players that I saw in my teammates. Just, I guess it's just a different uh, day and age. We, we we would, you know how it was, Mike. We, we'd get five guys in the car and we'd just yep. go play. And we'd, yep. we'd stay there, you know, with the Internet and the social media and uh no, I have to admit though, my guys this group here are gym rats, and uh, just the little things like a bounce pass, jump stop, like the simple fundamentals. They, I don't think they respect it as much, but uh, I think they, after they graduate, they uh, they come back and they, you know, they say their thanks. At, yeah. at the moment, I think they're just really uh, selfish in their own little ways. But no, you know, that's the reason why they are where they are is because they're a selfish group, group too. So. Yeah, I, I spoke about your guys a little bit earlier, Coach. I mean, I'm really, really happy for Marvin Jones, who had a break, picked a great time to have a breakout game, 23 points. Um, what has what Marvin meant to this team? Uh, you're not kidding. Uh, his length, and yep. uh, you just never know what you're going to get. Each day is a different day, and that's just high school kids in general. And uh, I just think, think Marvin doesn't realize how talented he is, and I don't think you realize how much these seniors really need him. They always think they're... The seniors are just challenging him to play better, and he thinks they're picking on him. As coaches, we're just challenging him to play better, and he thinks we're picking on him. And I, you can tell after that game, it all paid off. Even I think he believes. He's like, you know what? Maybe the coaches and, and my teammates were right about me. And I think he's pretty fired up and excited to play tomorrow for, tomorrow night for sure. So... I'm, I'm sorry, Kev, do you have a no, question? No, 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 no. You sure? Uh, Coach, you assisted under Bill Hiltner for, for a while, 500-game winner himself. Uh, I'm sorry, I think Kev just dropped his wallet over here. Uh, you assisted under Bill Hiltner, 500-game winner. Just, it would have floated like a feather. <laughs> what, what is Don't worry, I didn't, you know I didn't hear it, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for those who don't know, Coach Atin has a little bit of a hearing problem with one of his ears. Uh Coach, uh, again, Bill Bill Hilton, your assistant under coach, Bill Hilton, five hundred game winner. What did what is what did what did he mean to your career as a coach? Oh, uh, I mean, he gave me an unbelievable opportunity, and uh, just just the way he 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 had trust he trusts himself, he trusts his uh, coaches. He he had a game plan and he stuck with it, and uh, he didn't try to reinvent the wheel when things didn't go well. And uh, he he gave me the best advice. He said you should try to coach your team to beat the best team in your conference. And I uh I took his advice this year. I mean, I'm a man to man guy and uh we just we got away from it because I thought Haddonfield just runs such good man to man stuff and I thought they would have trouble against the zone. People people tend to not to play a good uh zone uh shooting team, a good team that shoots the ball real well because, you know, they they try to stay away from a zone and we kinda use a little reverse psychology in it. They got us that win the other night for sure because I, if we played man to man, they would have 
back door to step and ran their stuff. And John was just proud of my guys, the attention to detail, and mm-hmm. Bill was all about that. And, uh, you know, I definitely owe a lot to him, for sure. Coach, a little segment we like to do here on the Matchup Zone, rapid-fire questions. We're going to give you five questions. Can you say the first thing that comes to your mind? You got it. Best high school player you played against in high school? Uh, Roger Rhodes. Oh, he went Roger Rhodes on us. Okay. <laughs> uh, the MVP of this year's throwing basketball team? Oh, that's a tough one. I would have to say uh, uh, Marcus Taylor. Marcus Taylor. Uh, let's go with the best player you've coached against. Jeez, uh, oh, uh, right off the top of my head, I'll have to say Xavier Lundy. Xavier Lundy, okay, that's not bad. Now, keep in keep in mind, Coach. Uh, we I think we didn't we play in a, we played in a, um, a men's league in uh, at PCOM, didn't we? Didn't we a few years back? Yeah, and we all bumped together at the yeah the Riverside Turners League or which yep. one? Well, yeah, just just any. For my next question is, who's the best backcourt mate you've ever played with in a men's league? <laughs> oh man, I thought you were that's tough. I, I I have to say, I love you to death, Mike, but I have to say Kevin Crawford. Coach, it was nice having you on tonight. <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking. We have one more question. We have one more question for you, Coach. Who is your favorite middle school health slash health PE teacher? Uh, this one I cannot get wrong for for Kevin for sure, but uh, uh, I'm going to say it was a tie between Mr. Blank and, and Mr. Ed McGowan for sure. I, I know Kevin <laughs> will appreciate that. Oh, oh absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> and I have to I have to throw Mr. Brzezowski in there too. Oh yeah, the bro. But you know what, Mr. Bro, to his Mr. Bro wasn't a phys ed teacher, so he was our coach, but he wasn't a phys ed teacher, so I have to go with uh, Mr. Blank for sure. <laughs> oh, there you have it. Well, Rob, we just want to say thank you so much for coming on tonight, uh, for taking time out, and uh, we really appreciate it. We want to wish you the best of luck and as you go on and play Medford Tech for the South Jersey Championship. Anytime, guys. It was a pleasure, and uh, be sure to play your families. I said hello. All right, Will Coach. Thanks. Be going for you tomorrow night, Coach. Thanks. All right. We'll call you after the victory. Thanks, Coach. <laughs> Bye-bye. All right. So yeah, great, great. You know, two back-to-back interviews. I think both very insightful. Uh, you know, you talked a little bit of college, which we're going to get into. We were able to get uh, Coach Atin on to talk about his his accomplishments at Sterling. Uh, our next guest we're going to have uh, on will be Kyle Green. Kyle Green is a uh, he's a senior at Camden Catholic. Just finished out his final year. Head of the Temple. Yeah, head to Temple next year. So we're going to kind of pick his brain. We want to talk to him about his high school career and then his college career because that's what we're doing today, transitioning from a lot of high school basketball as the basketball season is winding down into uh, more college stuff. And, uh, and Heading to the big the, – see what teams go dancing in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Speaking of dancing with Kevin – Speaking of dancing, I've seen you. I've seen, <laughs> I've seen you dance. It, it looked like a telephone pole on ice skates. Is, is what is what you look like. You know what? I, I was always I always wondered why they called it the big dance because I'm just, you know, I'm not I'm not the best dancer, and I and the the worst thing about it is I like to do it. I mean, I was just talking I was talking with someone about this the other night. I'm I like really like to dance, but I'm so awful and like. I don't it's think hard I'm, though when you're six eleven. Like but, when you're six, like if you're my size, if you're five three, you can kind of just you know mix into the crowd. No one sees you. Exactly. But you, everyone's going. Yo, look at the big goofy dude over there dancing that's, with the turtleneck. That's a, 
Well, I mean, besides my uh, affection for wearing turtlenecks, I think uh, there, there, it's just it, it is. There's, everyone's looking my direction. I mean, uh, you have to really. It, it has to be a wedding that I know a lot of people. If I'm if I'm going to a wedding and I don't really know everyone that well, I will be planted in my seat like. Uh, See, I'm, I'm kind of the opposite. If it's a wedding where I don't know a lot of people, I don't care. I'll just act like an idiot. Yeah. Uh, funny, funny story, really quick, Kev. Uh, at, at my, um, at my wedding, not at my wedding. <laughs> How many wedding stories? Are you up <laughs> I mean, it's funny. I've only been married once, but uh, <laughs> this isn't actually a wedding. Uh, when Rachel and I were first dating, I forget, I think we were at Mad River over in Philly, and her and her friends were meeting me there, and me and a couple buddies. And at Mad River in Philly, there's these steps, and I. And they come walking in, and I don't see them, and I'm doing some goofy dance down the steps. Uh-huh. And she goes to her friend, oh, look, that's him coming down the steps. And she leans over her friend and goes, and I am look like an idiot dancing down the steps. She leans over her friend and goes, don't worry, it'll never last. Four years later, we've been married. Oh, what do you think about that? <laughs> what do you think about that, fate? <laughs> that's it, fate. Take that one, fate. Yeah, Just, so. I mean, you know, it's, it's, dancing's fun. I like it, but, you know, it's dancing's I'm not for everyone. But I mean, like, like I said, I mean, it's just, it's, it's so much, it's so interesting to get I, out the. I, I just, I like, like, I feel. Listen, I feel the music just as much as the next guy. I feel it pulsating through my body. And but it's actually detect the music. It, it yeah. actually controls my heartbeat after a while. <laughs> like, it really gets in there. I just think it's unfair for people to judge me because I'm, I'm tall, and then they're, they're just gonna be like, well, this, you know, if I was a phenomenal dancer, and, and people, I think I would. You know, it would be it would be this. I'll be the center of attention. I'd still be nervous, even if I yeah. knew I was great. Because yeah. if you know, you're under. It's like it's like making a foul shot at the end of the game. It's right. like everyone's watching you, and you know, if I'm not a great foul shooter, it's not gonna it's not gonna be. It's, my confidence I, levels are gonna I, be there. I I kind of admire guys who can dance. Like if I'm I, in a club, I, I kind of like looking. I'm looking at guys dance. And I'm going, man, I wish you know. And I kind of look at the guys more than the girls yeah. when they dance because I'm going, man, that guy. Like I wish I could dance like him. Yeah. So it's it's more of like a a, a, a jealousy. But, but thing I think that, I, I found out there's no real there's no real way to dance. You just if you kind of just move your arms like a goofball and kind of just move your head, like there, there there's no definite like this is this is how you dance. Like yeah. This, well, the whole the whole uh, that's what's I think really really uh, been a lot of fun about this whole Harlem Shake uh, craze that's going on because you know you can just get up there and just and just pulsate your body however you you seem fit and people are just going to be like. Oh, he's just doing the Harlem Shake, which is what I'm pretty much going to do. Every but, meanwhile, goes, when I dance, you know, it looks like I'm having a it looks like I'm having a back spasm. <laughs> like, why is that guy wearing toilet paper on his head? <laughs> uh, but, Kev, uh, I, I think we might have a yeah, call. So, on so let, yeah, let's let's uh, cut short our dancing talk uh, <laughs> for a conversation for another time. We are now joined by Camden Catholic senior Temple uh, recruit, now going on to Temple next year, Kyle Green. Uh, Kyle, how are you tonight? What's up, guys? How you doing? We're doing great. So, Kyle. You know, the final buzzer sounds against Paul Six. What's going through your head that moment? Uh, you know, I was upset. Uh, just the, you know, it was a big stage, and it was a, you know, a big opportunity. That place was sold out. Uh, you know, we gave everything we had uh, the whole game. So, you know, to lose and kind of a heartbreaker like that, you know, to make a big comeback and then see it slip away, um, you know, it was tough. But, you know, it was also inspiring uh, to know we didn't give up and we – you know, fought our way back as the underdog and, you know, almost complete the comeback. So, 
So, Kyle, what is it like playing for a legendary coach like Coach Crawford? Um, you know, it's been unbelievable for four years. Uh, you know, I got to watch Anthony Durazio, Jerry Wickstead, a couple of those guys my freshman year, and uh, learn from them. And, you know, you learn what Crawford's all about uh, as soon as you get there. Um, you know, more importantly, off the basketball court, you know, he's all about a person, what kind of student you are, what kind of person you are. And, uh, you know, that kind of takes a backseat to basketball. So it's really a life lesson uh, going to the gym every day. And, you know, he pushes us harder than anybody. He has us prepared uh, for every game, for the smallest little detail, you know, uh, all the film sessions and that kind of stuff. Um, you know, he's he's the best coach around, you know, in my mind. Uh, he pushes us harder than anyone. And, you know, I think, um, you know, he's made me such a, you know, better player. And, you know, he's kind of put me in the position I am. And I owe him uh, a lot of gratitude for that. Kyle, what are you going to remember most about playing at Camden Catholic? Uh, probably, you know, all the relationships I made, uh, you know, through the basketball team, all the guys that, you know, come back to watch and all the Camden Catholic basketball fans. And it's kind of like a, you know, a big gathering every time we have a home game. Uh, you know, you see the same people in the stands and everyone comes out to support, uh, whether it's a big game or, you know, kind of like an off game. Uh, you know, the relationships have been great through the teammates, you know, the coaches, uh, everyone who comes back. That's, that's kind of my main thing that, you know, I'll remember. Absolutely. So, so Kyle, how do you think your game will transition, uh, you know, into into the college game at Temple? How do you think, you know, what do you think your your strengths and weaknesses are going to be at the next level? Uh, well, it's going to be, you know, I think going to be like the way I played in AAU. Uh, obviously, you know, my high school game, the way I played here, and you know, on the AAU level is completely different. Uh, you know, in the summer, I was playing the one and the two uh, times for my AU team, and then I come to Camden Catholic, and I'm the four and the five. Um, so it's completely different. Uh, you know, I haven't really been able to, you know, show off my outside ability at Camden Catholic just because, um, you know, having to play in the post. Um, but I'm looking forward to going to Temple and kind of, you know, work on that part of my game, work on, you know, my outside game. I think that's that's what's going to transition. Uh, you know, I like playing outside, and, you know, I'm looking forward to doing that uh, the next level. So, Kyle, why did you choose Temple? I mean, obviously you're getting recruited by a ton of different teams. Why Temple? What was the uh, draw? Uh, the main reason was Coach Stumpy. Um, You know, we built you know, a good relationship. Uh, the rest of the coaches, I went over there and meet with the team, and it just felt like the right place to go. Um, you know, the relationship that he built with my family and me, uh, it just felt like the right guy. Um, you know, I think he's going to, you know, take care of me in the next – uh, years at Temple and the rest of the assistants they really just seem to care uh, not only on the basketball level but also you know on a personal level uh, getting to know us uh, me and my family and we felt most comfortable uh, with Coach Duffy and you know I'll be right across you know right in Philly so my family can come see me play now and uh, that's that's the main reason Kyle, we know you're we know you're an avid listener of the show, um, so you know what's coming up—the rapid fire segment. Five questions. First thing that comes to mind. You in? Sounds good. I don't think he has a choice. Oh, he doesn't have a choice. Uh, biggest win as a high school player. Biggest win uh, was PVI this year uh, when BMR place. Okay. Toughest loss as a player. Uh, Obviously, the last loss. Yeah, that was a yep. that was a big one uh, for us. Best 
player you played against this year in high school or in your high school career? Who's the best player you played against? Played against? It's a tough one. Um, probably have to say Ron Carey from Paul to Six last year. He was, yeah, he was a great player. He's tough to play against. Who's your Who's your best friend on this year's team? My best friend. Uh, I'd say it's a two-way tie between the great shooter Brian Matera and Michael <laughs> Harder. <laughs> Matera and Harder. Okay. By By the way, Brian set the uh, record for um, Brian Matera set the record for most threes in a single season this year. Correct. That's right. He did. H- how many did he finish up with? Do you know? I, I think the record was fifty-nine. What did he finish? Yeah. With, you know? I'm pretty sure he finished in the high 60s. He might have got to 70. I know he hit four in the Paul Six game, and he hit a couple in the playoff game before that. I think he now, might have had like six or seven in the playoffs, too. Now, so now probably if he high hit, 60s. If he hit, let's say he hit 73s, Kyle, for his uh, senior how many two-point field goals did he have this year? <laughs> now, we joke around about that all the time. You know, I think I think uh, from the foul line this year, he was like eight for ten. You know, He took like <laughs> Ten field, he put like ten shots inside the line all year. Um, he, he's better three point shooter than he can make layups. So. <laughs> Last yeah. question, Kyle. Sum this year's Camden Catholic team up in one word. Determined. Um, you know, just going through everything. We had Brendan Crawford go down at the end of the year and uh, kind of had faced a lot of adversity. Uh, you know, a lot of injuries on the team. So yeah, we were a determined group of kids all year. Absolutely. Well, Kyle, we just want to say thank you so much for coming on tonight, uh, giving us your time. Uh, we just want to wish you the best of luck at Temple. We'll be watching and uh, rooting you on because, you know, we're fans of, of Camden Catholic. We're fans of you. We're fans of Temple. Uh, it will be a lot of fun to watch. We just want to wish you the best, Kyle. Sounds good, guys. Thanks for having me on tonight. Good luck, Kyle. Thanks. Kyle. Thanks. Thank you. So, yeah, uh, Kyle, obviously, uh, headed to Temple going to be a, a, a good recruit for them uh you know he can do a lot of different things he's got the size he's a strong player he's uh you know like we talked about before he's got a good motor uh can really can really the old, get the, the job old motor yeah, the old the, motor listen i i'm all about the motor like when you talk when you talk about recruits I, i'm going to be people are just going to hate me in my motor talk because i'm like all i do is talk about motor cuz you can't teach it it's something it's one of those intangibles that no matter what you know they can do they can dunk over people. They can hit a three when it's open. I mean, unless you can just continue to have that motor where you just go 100% all the time, I mean, you just can't teach that. You can't teach effort. And uh, like Doug Collins said this the other the other night, I mean, he was talking about, you know, uh, there's there's with as a coach, he can only control he can only control the uh, X's and O's of things. He can't control the effort that these guys go out and put forth. And uh, you know, if you have that motor, that that's why it's so important. That I think it's so important as a player to have that motor and just keep going because it's it's going to lead to your success. Yeah, it, you're right, Kev. You, uh, you don't seem thrilled. <laughs> <laughs> um, when you talk, I don't often get that thrilled. But uh, uh, yeah. no, <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. You bring a lot of good insight to the show. I think. <laughs> But I was listening. To, I was listening. To, I don't know if this goes again. I don't know if I can say this, but I was listening to another radio show this week, Mike and Mike. Um, I got <laughs> and, and Coach K was on. And he brought up a really good point. He was talking about, um, you know, obviously the year's Duke team, and he brought something up that I, I you don't really think about, but he's he's 100 percent right. He said winning is hard and losing is easy. Mm-hmm. When he was talk, kind of talking about the Ryan Kelly injury, and, and he's right when. If a team starts getting on a little bit of a slide, you drop three, four games in a row, 
doubt starts creeping in your head. Can we win the next game? Can we win the next game? Losing's easy. It's mm-hmm. just snowballs. Meanwhile, on the other hand, if you have a if you have a big win like 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 Coach Giannini earlier, they knock off Butler and VCU back to back. I mean, that can just springboard your whole season. You beat two the two great teams like that, and it can kind of just set you up going forward. If they lose both those games, now all of a sudden, can we win big games? And and again, losing's easy. If, if, if you know you drop two three games in a row, you don't know if you get back on the winning track. So I think Coach K is right. Winning is hard. Losing is easy. You're right. I mean, a lot of con- there's so much confidence that goes into basketball. It's, it's it's such a that's why I think basketball is such a fun game to watch. I mean, I was talking the other day to someone and just talking about you know comparing it to football and comparing it to you know hockey and I mean it's it's the the thing about basketball that's so special and you know it's just back and forth and momentum shifts so quickly in basketball and you can feel the momentum shift and it's so. I mean, you, you, it's a game of runs. There's going to be this team's going to have a run, then this team's going to have a run, then they're going to have a run. It's just it's it's so back and forth that it's so much fun, and you have like everyone on top of you. The fans are right it's, there. The it's three inside. point line, three point line two is really has really, you know, brought that. If you're down, we can yeah. get back in it. You know, you're down nine. Uh huh. Two shots later, we're down three. So you, so that three point line, you can really get into it. Uh, and and. Rick Pitino always says the two best times to shoot a three are off an offensive rebound and in transition. And watching a lot of high school games this year, offensive rebound, players are kind of scrambling on defense, kick uh-huh. the ball out, you're getting wide open threes. It's transition, you're, you know, in the old days you used to see the, the classic, you know, three on two guys kind of lay up. Now it's three on two guys are flaring out for a three point shot. So the three point, the three point shot has really just changed the game. It's so true. And uh, again, if you want to call in tonight, you want to discuss one three four seven two one five. 8126 is the call-in number. You can follow us on Twitter at the match underscore up zone, Facebook, the match up zone, and uh, you can email us at uh, the match up zone at gmail.com. So if you would like to uh, get in touch with us. Kev, Kev, Mike Greenberg just tweeted me and said, thanks for listening. Oh, that's really nice. So that, is not, that, so is he's, nice. So that means he's listening. So Oh, he's listening. That's, that's really, I mean, it's, it's very humbling in a way. To uh, have you know these big guy, yeah. I, I bet if we listen to his show tomorrow, he's going to tell Golik that you know what, you know I was listening. Listen to Matt. I was in the zone last night. I was in the zone last night, and you know I had an idea. And it's just like you know, it's nice in the industry to be able to give back and and you know kind of steal things from them, but they're, they're going to steal it right back from you. So it's uh, it's obviously uh, very humbling. Kevin, uh, real quick, I want to just give out. I just want to. I'm sorry. Do I do any? Real quick, do I do anything real quick? Uh, but I do. I do want to give out this information one more time for the JCC three on three tournament, the Eric and Andy Sussman Memorial three on three basketball weekend. It honors two former members that passed away from cancer. Again, everyone's had someone affected from cancer in their life. Uh, it's a great cause. All the proceeds go to the Jimmy V Foundation. April 20th, the high school tournament. April 21st in the AM is the adult tournament. April 21st in the PM is the grade school tournament. Uh, contact Bill Christie. That's B C H R I S T Y at J F E D S N J dot org, or give Bill a call at eight five six four two four 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 extension eleven fifty. And the website, real quick, is cats K A T Z J C C dot org backslash back uh, basketball. Slash, I'm sorry, uh, hyphen program. So give Bill a call. It's a great cause. Again, uh, support a great cause. All the uh, funds go to the Jimmy V Foundation. 
Yeah, absolutely. And if you, if you can't find the backsplash on your keyboard, uh, <laughs> the, the backsplash, backsplash Did I say backsplash? Isn't that behind the sink? Is that what we have behind the sink is the backsplash? I said. I was just thinking of what you do in a pool, I think, uh, you know. <laughs> I'll tell you what I do in a pool, sink. I'm like a lead balloon. <laughs> and I just sink. I'm like a lead balloon. I was, I, I was thinking – you ever you ever do a banana? You know the one where you you know there's the can opener, there's like the cannonball. The banana was the one. This banana, you you kind of you know you made yourself in the shape of a banana. I used to, I was a really big uh, fan of of the of the face covering. I would cover my face and you just jump and then you land kind of on your <laughs> your backsplash and it's like it's one of those things that. You know, at a pool party or something, it really just gets everyone off their feet. <laughs> That's great. I, I like to be at a pool party with a six eleven guy in a speedo <laughs> on a on a diving board getting ready to do a banana. It's, it's very true. Uh, I usually don't wear speedos, so if you're going to a pool party and you see my name on the guest list, uh, don't you know, be afraid. Yeah, don't be afraid. I'll, 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 you know, I have a pair of swim trunks over it, so I think uh, we'll be okay. As long as you know, I'm, I stay uh, pretty pretty respectable throughout the night. So so you know, back back to basketball. Yeah, let, let, let's get in a little bit about that Duke game. You know, I'm watching the Duke game the other night, and obviously the kid Ryan Kelly has hasn't played since January 8th, I think it was. Has uh, 36 points, seven from nine from the three. Uh, Duke always gets the big guys who who are very smart. They can always shoot the three. You know, you go back to Cherokee Parks, even had a nice mid range game. But something about Something with about three minutes left in that game got me very, very aggravated. Uh oh. I believe it was Suleiman drives the lane. Mm-hmm. Tough layup over the big guy who had a tough time catching the ball down the stretch for uh for Miami. I don't remember his name right now. And then the camera kind of widens out and Duke players are running on back on defense and then guess what ensued? Uh oh. You had one guy slap the floor. Mm-hmm. And then you had the next guy slap the floor, mm-hmm. and then you had the next guy slap the floor. I mean, if, 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 as if you needed one more reason to hate Duke. Yeah. I, I mean, Wojciechowski, I believe, started that the whole the whole floor slap it, and then but it was like in unison. It's like they practice it. The one guy slap, the next guy slap, and the next guy slap, and and then I wanted to slap. My- <laughs> I mean, yeah, I totally agree. I I'm not a big fan of the of the floor slap. I mean, it's just it's. What is it? I don't really know what it's going to do. I think clapping your hands pretty much gets that done. The floor slap it just leaves you susceptible to so many different things. Uh, you know, I, if if a good player was able to was able to see that and timed it right and knew that they're, they're going to do the whole floor slap thing. I mean, you get in there, you get they slap the floor. I'm pulling up. It's just like you, hand, you're, hand down, hand down, hand down, man. I mean. The the reason you don't see that in the NBA is because people are good. They don't good. play defense. Yeah. <laughs> a, they don't play defense, and people are good enough where if that if they're going to slap the floor, they're just going by them and dunking on them. It's just you're you're stopping all your momentum and slapping the floor. You're flat footed. Imagine, imagine slapping the floor. You got Stephon Curry coming down the uh, down the floor. Man, how about him putting up fifty forty other night against the yeah, Knicks? He's, wow, he's unbelievable. He wow, is. I mean, he was just pulling hands in his face. He's pulling yeah. from three. Wow. Yeah, wow. he, I, I, I was dead wrong on him. I didn't think he was going to be a, a, a really. I, I thought he was going to be a nice pro, mm-hmm. but I thought he was a bit smaller. But man, just like his dad, he can he, his release is just so fast. I mean, you, you talk, we're talking about Duke. You talk about his brother. I mean, his brother, same thing, similar size, similar build, can shoot the lights out. I mean, it's just a, it's a shooting family, and it's so funny because when I was in the D League, 
we uh, one of our assistant coaches was like in love with Del Curry, in love with Del Curry. Just, I mean, he he had a really thick Southern accent. Every other day, Del or the coach. Uh, the, the I think both. <laughs> no, the coach did, and he would just talk every single day about you know like, well, Dale and I were we were uh, you know shooting, and, and, and then Dale did this, and I was just like, oh my, like, I, I get it. He's a good shooter, you know. I get it, but it's like, it's it's. I don't see. I'm not a big fan of of like the rah rah guys who just sit there and talk about their boy, you know, like name dropping an NBA guy just to be like, you know, this is why I belong because you know I'm just going to name drop this guy until you know I, this is why I'm here because I'm a name dropper, and I'm just I'm just not a big fan of name dropping and uh, you know it's just it was anno- it would annoy me, but. You know that has nothing to do with the uh, the shooting ability of Del Curry or his sons. Uh, let, 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 let's get into a little bit about the coach Kate Rantner over this week, Storm of the Court. You know that would have sounded a whole lot better coming off a win, in my opinion. It kind of yeah. sounded a little bit like sour grapes, a little bit of sore loser. Uh, you know, I, I think I saw a stat that since 2003, Duke has lost 33 away games, and the court has been stormed on 27 of those courts, uh, those games. Well, you know what that says. Your program doesn't stink. Yes, exactly. They're not, the, storm, they're not storm recorded Providence. No, and that's the... Dean Hall's not getting the storm court. Uh, Northwestern. The, well, that's the thing about Duke is, and I can understand Coach K's frustration in this one because no matter who they play, no matter what they're ranked, they're always going to be Duke. He's right. always going to be Coach K. He's always going to be one of the best coaches in college basketball history, which means that when someone beats them, if they're twenty ranked 24th and the team's ranked third, they'll probably storm the court because it's Duke. And it has to be, you know, tough. And I can't imagine how many times that uh, they've stormed the court and suddenly you have a, play, a fan face-to-face with Coach K or even on the other side of the security just throwing insults at him, cursing him out. I mean, it's, it's, it's yeah. tough. And I understand it, 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 that it's part it, of it, your it, job description. You have to have thick skin, but when it becomes a face-to-face encounter and your safety is questioned, I mean, that's what they said. There's only a matter of time before a player uh, – I mean, these are big, strong athletes, and yeah, they're – how, how do you st- – now, do you say, okay um, – do you have like, – like Coach Giannini said, do you beef up security and say, okay, after the game, we have to wait until – my thing is, if you wait five minutes till everybody's off the court, it's the, the moment. The moment's gone. lost. Yeah. Like it's that. It, it's it's that. It's the moments there. The team wins. The horn goes off, and players st- and coaches, uh, you know, and fans storm the court. Yeah. That's the way it's been for decades. And yeah. I think it takes something out if you say, okay, hold on a second, let's make sure all the coaches are off. Let's. Well, like you said, the moment's gone. Yeah. It, it, it's a rea- It's a reaction that that they hear the buzzer. Their team wins. We're storming. Yeah, uh, and I agree. But there's. You're right. It's it's got to be instantaneous. However, that instantaneous has to be the same for the the people who are going to get these guys out. Because like like I mean, I worry. I sit there and worry about. Uh, I was I was listening to Jay Wright the not too long ago, and he's talking about you know his players in the middle of this huddle, and he's like, "Where is he? We're going to the locker room. Where is he? Because he's in the middle of this huddle, and it's, even the winning teams they're getting swarmed. You have people. I mean, he said that the one player said he was they were trying to take his jersey. Yeah. I mean. People are crazy, and the thing I love about college basketball fans and the thing I love about fans in general is the same reason you almost it, – it's it becomes tough to yeah. deal with at the end of a game because they're so passionate. They're so involved in the and, game. And what's nice about it is that they're celebrating with their with their classmates. Yes. It's not an NBA team where no one knows – you know the fans don't know these players. You're celebrating with your classmates. I mean, if you don't 
just do. I guess just do what Doug Collins does. Just leave the court early if you don't want to. You know, thirty seconds left in the game, just leave the court. You know, you yeah. don't have to worry about getting uh, trampled on. But it, I, Coach K does bring up a good point. Again, I would have liked that comment at more after a win. Um, mm-hmm. Just sounds a little to me like. Uh, Sour grace, we lost the game, and yeah. you know, now our players are in jeopardy. Well, and and the shame of it is that it's going to go on, and it's going to take something drastic to happen for it to be changed. Well, that's and what, that's the unfortunate that, part. And that's what I think. That's what it's leading to, and that's what I think. Uh, you know, the, this becomes a question in uh, in safety of the athletes because, like. You're not good. This is Coach K. Coach K. Everyone knows Coach K. Everybody, this is, and everybody hates Duke. Yeah, and, and this is this is uh, you know Seth Curry, or you know this is this is Mason Plumley, or you know a, a big time player who everyone knows who they are. Yeah. So when they're walking off the court, a fan comes up to them and shoves them and punches them, and they defend themselves and knocks the person out because yep. now, now they're, you, they're huge. Yep. And they're much bigger and stronger than the, the the person who runs up to them, and they knock him out. It's going to be Mason Plumley knocked out, knocks out fan, suspended this long, lawsuits, horrible lawsuits. lawsuits. Now, now you're talking about yep. his credibility. You're talking about his character, his draft yeah, status. Draft status, status yeah. is under is under question. So it just doesn't. It's not fair to have you know to have. They're they're such big names. And no one's going to remember Tom, uh, Tom from Palmyra. Tom from Palmyra coming out and punching Mason Plumley first. It's not going to be remembered. It's going to be Mason Plumley knocked this kid out. Now Mason Plumley is a bad guy. Now his draft status slides. I mean, it's just you're setting yourself up. And I know I've been on. The, uh, I've been frustrated after losses, and I've heard you know people have said things to me. I mean, just the, <laughs> just the other day, I'm walking off the court, and I, someone told me to put that on my radio show. I'm not, and I was like, you know, very frustrated. And you you want to turn around. And the immediate thing you want to do is fight. Yeah, you're in the you're in the media now, so you yeah. you know, you're you're a well recognized figure now. So uh, evidently, well, like I I was mad at first, and then I walked away. And I was like, you know what? That's you know what? Pretty, I'm a radio host. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty. That's pretty flattering. I mean, you know, obviously they said it in a derogatory way, and I know who said it, and you know, they'll get their just dessert. But right now, it's just like you know, it's it's the the problem is that that's what happens is. People will say things. the The tempers are there. The fire's burning. I mean, you just lost the game. You should have won. And now you're angry. You're upset. You want to punch something. A fan comes up to you and punches you. Well, like, you okay? Uh, Let's do this. You're the, you're you're going to be my release to get my anger out. And now, when you wind up with a broken jaw and a concussion, I'm the bad guy because you hit me first. But we're not on this. It's it's like the same yeah, thing. Everyone. It's- yeah, you're surprised that something hasn't really happened yet. That's very um, true. You know, you're really surprised. Like, you know, things can over can overflow. When back uh, a few years ago with the Pistons Pacers and the Palace at Auburn Hill, when the when the fight uh, you know spills over into the stands, um, that's when it starts getting ugly. But it, it's going to take. The unfortunate part is like a lot of people don't think about getting an alarm system until their house is broken into. Yeah. Well, it's kind of the same thing. It's going to take someone to get hurt, someone to get punched, this and that, to say, you know what, no more court storming, and that's it. Uh, it's, just, it's just, I don't know why Coach K chose that time to break. Again, I would have liked it a lot more after a win. Yeah. If he, and- if he if he brought something up, or after, or maybe if his team won and stormed the. Well, I was, Duke's not. Duke's you know, they're, not they're, they're, the they're, they're supposed like, to win. Yeah, they're supposed they're to win. Storm, they're never going to storm the court. They, and I, the, like I the, said, those geeks are storming the bookstore. Man, <laughs> the, the Cameron crazies. And you're right. I mean, there's just there's not going to be that that 
storming the court of Duke, but everyone's going to storm against it. So it has to be a frustration. I think it was a frustration. It, 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 it was building for some time. And then when it, he gets into a verbal altercation with someone, then it becomes, you know, this is a safety issue. And when you start thinking about it, I mean, I watched the clip of the game. They had the security jog out in between the fans yeah. and the, hand, the shaking of hands. But, you know what, it's – and listen – you're having you're, – it's not like – and this is going to be – at what point is security going to get tighter? Because these guys are, are most of the time – I mean, the security, when I went to school, half of them, half of them were kids. Half of them right. were people who worked – kids who were athletes in other departments coming out. They're not going to sit there. You know, they, it's just the, – the security is not that tight where unless you have, like, uniformed officers run out in yeah. between, I think that's what's going to deter fans from going and trying to get in an altercation because now – a uniformed officer, you run up, you try to say something. Guess what? Now you're now you're in trouble because now you're getting arrested. I think it's uh, it's it's going to be uh, it's going to have to come to that. I think eventually there's going to have to have uniformed officers protecting uh, protecting. So it's we'll see we'll see what happens. Kev, what do you what do you think about the possibility of Gonzaga being number one in the country? I mean, you know, you're you know guy you coach with Coach Allen. Um, he always says this. When, when Butler went to back-to-back national championships, they're no longer a mid-major. If you go to back-to-back national championships, you're a major college basketball program. Gonzaga, for a long time, is you know, considered a mid-major. Mark Few does a great job with them. You know, They're always hovering around the top 20. Yeah. You know, Maybe they'll creep in the top 15. But now they have a chance to be number one in the country. And I think it's really changing the landscape. Of, you know, usually – you hear about the Dukes, Kentucky, Kansas, Michigan State, Indiana, Louisville. Well, now, you know, with VCU a couple of years ago, Gonzaga, Butler's a national program now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gonzaga, obviously, I mean, I think it kind of shows you where basketball is heading now, especially college basketball, that there's a lot of good college basketball players out there. A couple of years ago when – or last year. Was it last year when Lehigh beat Duke? I, I believe it was last year. Yeah. Years ago, uh, the the kid McCollum from Lehigh, you know, he's a great, great player. I don't care what school he's playing. You know, if he if he's on Duke, they're talking about that kid every day. But if he plays for Lehigh, you don't really hear about him. Yeah. But there's just good guards all over the country, and you need guards to win. And Gonzaga has great guards, and I think they deserve the number one ranking. And they're going to be a number one seed in the West, I think, for the uh, you know on Selection Sunday. You're right. I mean, they, they, like you said, they're. They're going to be number one in the nation because everyone else lost. So you have Indiana lost, Miami lost. I mean, everyone, I think they're Duke number lost. one. I think they're going to be number one due to default because everybody yeah. else is losing records. Exactly, and you know, I think they're they're a great team. And uh, you know, we talked about this that a team like who do you say is the number one team? I mean, I still say Indiana because their losses have come in conference. So most of their losses have come in conference where they're playing. I mean, conference, and that's what people. We'll go over this as we as we go into our uh, episode where we're actually going to help you break down your bracket and uh, uh, things like that. But when you look at a team who lost to conference teams, I mean, you have to understand that these teams know them better than they know themselves. Yeah. So it's hard to beat a conference team twice each year. I mean, you, they're, especially a conference team that's ranked 11th in the country, it's, it's tough to beat them twice every year because they know you. They know every aspect of big, your system. Big Ten this year is brutal. I mean, oh, yeah. I mean you're Wisconsin, playing Wisconsin yeah. in the top 25. You're playing Ohio State, Michigan State, Michigan, Indiana. Uh, you know, Minnesota just knocked off uh, – who did Minnesota knock off? Indiana, Indiana last week. Yeah. I mean – it's just, a, like you said, you know your conference teams almost as good as you, you you know your own team. And the Big Ten this year is a great, great conference. And they're going to send 
five, six schools to the, to the, uh, to the tournament. Oh, absolutely. And, uh, and they're going to be battle-tested. You know, uh-huh. obviously, we know Indiana's battle-tested. We know Ohio State and all these teams. You know, Michigan State, Tom Izzo, I mean, he's been to the Final Four, you know, I think six times in 12 years or something ridiculous. So you can never count a, a Tom Izzo coach team out. Uh, this year, Kev, any, there's about – there's about 15. I don't know about 15 teams, but there's a lot of teams. Every year you have that those three teams. Oh man, these are yeah, they're, they're, like, yeah. like last year. Kentucky was you know, obviously yeah. they were there. This year, you fill your pool out and just hope for the best. Exactly because, like you said, there's so many different teams that could, that uh, are are capable of going of of being national champions. And like you said, there's the, you know usually you're looking at that one team saying you know okay I think last year Kentucky's going to win it. I right. mean it's going to be who can beat Kentucky? Can Ohio State beat Kentucky? That's what it was last year. Yep. Now you're looking at it like okay who can, so. can who can Kentucky beat? Exactly. <laughs> But you have, you know, you have Indiana, Michigan State, Michigan still, although they lost a few, but they've had some big wins early in the season. I mean, it, Gonzaga, it, it's just, it, it is. There's a, it's a parody of how many good teams there are. And like the, the top 25, I mean, anyone can beat anyone in that top 25 because there's not that one standout team that, you know what, this team is I, I, by far the best I, team I, in college. I think, it, I think it's heading that way. Like the parody in sports in the last mm-hmm. few years is just, I, I like it. You look at baseball, you look at all these teams, the Yankees at the high payroll, the Rangers, the Angels, the Cubs, all these teams. Meanwhile, the Cubs, uh, I'm sorry, the Giants and the Cardinals who are punching Judy hitters are winning World, or win, you know, yeah. World, World Series. I mean, you know, those guys, those guys don't hit home runs. They, they have timely hits. Yeah. Uh, you know, you look at, you look at teams in the NFL. The Colts were horrible last year. They get one draft pick, and all of a sudden they're yeah. back in contention. So the parity is just anybody. And, and, and you look at high school basketball now. Yeah, look at the Lenape's. I mean, it's it's true. Like you don't have that. It just it doesn't matter if you have that sexy player who's just you know he's going to go out and get you thirty points a game. If you had like Coach Giannini was talking about, you could you know when you prepare for them, but. You have to focus, and you have to be a team. You have to focus on your team game, and that's those are the best teams. Those those, those are the ones who end up winning. I mean, you have the the, the teams like you know with Jimmer Fredette, guys like that 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 can lead it. I mean, Wally Zerbiak, those guys that were one hit wonders, and they wow. go through. Wally Zerbiak. I remember Wally Zerbiak because that was about that was when I was uh that was when I was cracking those days. Wally Zerbiak. Wally Zerbiak Miami, was your Miami, Ohio. Ohio. That's it. He yep. was in your heyday. Uh, yeah. I like the parody though. I think it. I think back in the '90s, when when the mid '90s, when the Cowboys played, you knew they were going to win. Yeah. You know, you knew they were winning. When the 49ers were playing back in the mid late '80s, you knew they were winning. Yeah. When the when the Celtics and Lakers playing, they were winning. Now, if you take the Sixers out of it, almost anybody can beat anybody. Yeah, it's true. If you take the Sixers and very We'll, we'll, I, I, we'll get into that. I mean, they have about they have about two NBA players. I mean, Drew Holiday and Evan Turner is an NBA player, um, and maybe Thaddeus Young's a half of an NBA player. Other than that, they are bad. Yeah, they are. They're, I mean, they, they, you know, Nick Young turned out to be uh, a stiff. Obviously, well, Andrew Bynum not going to suit up this year. No. Uh, Kev, Heads up. Kev, yeah, heads up, heads up for the Bynum, uh, the Bynum jersey coming slashing down. Excuse me, slashing down in your head. Yeah. Kev, I think we have a caller on the line. Do we? Please, uh, please. Uh oh. Oh boy. Oh jeez. Is it that time? Is it that time? It, it's. It must be. It's eight thirty-four. It's eight thirty-four. Uh, you know, everyone's hey, everyone's favorite caller. Oh, is back on. Tom, how are you? 
pretty good, guys. I, I had an opportunity to listen to the show tonight. I'm at a party. Tom, hey, how come every I'll, I'll week... I'm going to listen to it tomorrow, though. Tom, every <laughs> week you preface your first statement by saying, I haven't had a chance to listen to the show tonight. Why not? Like, What are you doing on a Sunday night at 8.30? Well, like, I'm analyzing tapes. I watch a lot of high school basketball, and you know, I have a few TVs going at the same time, and I watch the jab steps of the local guards. <laughs> now, now, Do you know about jab steps, don't you, Mike? Now I do know. Now I do know Tom from Palmyra a little bit. Tom from Palmyra is very busy these days. Kev. He's opening up a Primo's restaurant. No the okay. Primo's uh, hoagie shop on in between Third and Fourth of South Street in Philadelphia. So Tom's been busy. Uh, this is a guy who doesn't do much of anything during the day, and now he's up every morning at six thirty, hammering nails and building, uh, pouring mortar for concrete decks and things like that. So Tom's a little bit busy. Maybe not uh, have time to listen to our show. You still there, Tom? Well, I appreciate that, though. I mean, do I have to pay for that free plug, or how <laughs> just, do you guys just, work that there? Uh, we, we, we take uh, the Bada Boom Diablos in uh, exchange for uh, the plug. Well, I mean, the, the restaurant's not open yet, but let me extend the invitation that whenever you guys do uh, your remote, your first remote, uh, I'd like to be the location you guys do it at. Oh, that's that's very generous. I think that would be, we'll we'll definitely take you up on that. I mean, that's uh, we have just have to figure out how to do a show first, yeah. and then uh, we'll be right there. I, I mean, Tom, Tom, you haven't listened that much, but we, we can't even do a show correctly from the studio. Have you have you heard an intro? We haven't had a flawless intro since we started this show. I like yeah, I like the sound effects. The sound effects are improved every week. Now, Tom, you've been to the matchups. So Sometimes you can actually hear them. Tom. <laughs> <laughs> You've been to the Matchup Zone Studios. Can you tell the listening audience a little bit about the, about the studio? Can I what? Can you tell the listening audience a little bit about the Matchup Zone Studio that you've been to a couple times? Oh, well, I mean, it, it, it's a luxurious studio. It's a state-of-the-art. I mean, I know uh, when Matchbox 20, Rob Thomas loved the studio. He did some of his best work there. I mean, it's a shame they had, a shame after that one and only hit they had. They went out of business, but, you know. <laughs> Now you guys have taken over, and you made it really great. Did you hear Matchbox? Um, I just bought Matchbox 20's greatest hit the other day. <laughs> it comes it comes in that symbol. <laughs> <laughs> so, Tom, what do you, uh, what do you who, who do you like in the upcoming NCAA tournament? Do you watch any college basketball these days? Well, I mean, I, I, I like Primo's over Quiznos uh, <laughs> in the East. <laughs> and, I, and I'm really, really heavily favoring Burger King over uh, McDonald's this year in the West. <laughs> no, 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 Tom, Tom, we're not talking fast food uh, chains here. We're talking oh, fast food. Okay, gotcha. who, who do you like? Well, speaking Anybody? of that, though, is uh, Dr. Giannini, uh, Giannini there still? No, he's not. Do you have a question for Dr. Giannini? Oh, uh, man. No, yeah, Giannini. Uh, I have a little issue with my knee, and I thought maybe you could help me out with it. Where <laughs> no, I keep going, how to get the surgery. Tom, Tom, no, Tom, Tom. He's not a no, 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 no. medical he's not doctor. not a medical doctor, Tom. Ah. Uh, well, I just saw I read the, the thing on Facebook. I thought he was a doctor. <laughs> I mean, was Dr. J a doctor, Tom? Oh, so he, okay, I understand now. So he's not a real doctor. Kind of like you're not like a real radio DJ, kind of that kind of thing. Uh, about 3,000 listeners would beg to differ on that one. But, uh, Tom, no, no, he's not a real doctor. He's a, he's a basketball coach. Now, when I was on hold, I heard you talking about Evan Turner. Yes. What a disaster he's turned out to be. Huh? <laughs> I mean, it's just unbelievable. We, we, we kept Evan Turner, and we get rid of Vucevic. He's averaging 30 and 30. 
Did you see Vucevic the other night? Had tw- he had 20 and 12 the other night. He's a double-double double machine. Right? Against Sixers. No. I, was, I, walked, I walked through Costco one time, and a, a, a foreign guy walked up to me with his phone out and was just like, is this you? And he had a picture of Vucevic. <laughs> and I obviously was just like, yes, it's me. How are you? I, what? That's funny. I was in I was in Costco one day, and a guy walked up to me with a picture of an Oompa Loompa on his phone and asked if it was me. <laughs> Must have been the same guy. That guy hangs on Costco's for the free for the free samples. Yeah. Um, Craig, would you would you say Craig when you played it? Would you say that <laughs> you you patterned your game after a Vucevic style game? You know what? Uh, it's it's tough because Vucevic is about twenty years younger than me, so I think I patterned my game after him. Pattern it after somebody younger than you. Yeah, I see that. But I mean, you know, it's. I think. I well, think that's like that's like. Hey, Tom, do you pattern your Wendy? Do you do you pattern your uh, your primo after Dave Thomas, the founder of Wendy's? <laughs> I mean, what does that mean? I said a Vucevic style player. All right, guys. Uh, I mean, there's not gonna be. There's no corners on your burgers, is there, Tom? <laughs> Just like there's uh, corners on the basketball when Craig's trying to dribble in the lane. <laughs> Craig, did, did you ever dribble the ball twice in the lane at any given point? It's Probably it's, not. It's Kevin. It's Kevin. It's... Oh, Kevin, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You seem to have trouble with his name every week, huh? <laughs> Kevin. It's all right. We'll, uh, we'll figure out a way to, to, to have you remember it. I don't really know. I, I mean, I know you got a busy show tonight, but can I tell uh, a little story about the only game I saw you two play? Sure thing. Kev, yeah, I, 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 I remember when it was yesterday, the first Kev, half. Kev, get your hand on the cut. Kev, you had 20 points and 15 rebounds in the first half, and then the second half, Mike never threw you the ball again. It was like you were invisible. He, never, he was just jab, step, and jab, step, and you never touched the ball again. Yeah, it happens. You know, it's, it's, it, that's, that's sometimes how it goes. I think, you know, they, they – like they said, they I think they threw a matchup zone at us, and uh, it just really it just, it just threw threw everyone off, and and they weren't able to get the ball into me. I think that was a poor decision on their part. But you know, you sometimes you play with guards like that, and yeah, I mean, yeah. You, you listen to Robertine, who was his favorite backcourt mate. It's you know, it's uh, sometimes it's, it's. What did he say again? Was that was, uh, no, was it no Kevin Crawford? Was it? Oh, wasn't wasn't Mike? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. Kevin what, Crawford, the big, big Skyman. He said that. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, Tom. Uh, listen, get back to uh, get back to making the Diablos over there. Primos again. That's Primos on South Street between Third and Fourth. Go there, Grand Opening, first uh, March 18th. The first 300 people get a free Diablo. <laughs> hey, uh, drop a line to Doctor Janini to see if he can help me out with my knee. Okay. All right, thanks. See you, Mike. Right, see you, Tom. See you, Tom. And there you have it, Tom from Palmyra with some. Uh, Good insights there, uh, Doctor John Giannini. Uh, he wants to get his knee looked at. I mean, oh man, Tom from Palmyra. He's 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 such a fun caller, and we you know we we we've grown to know Tom. I think uh, you know he's 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 a great guy. Like you said, he's open in the primos. We are we do want a remote there one day. I think it will be a lot of fun. Uh, like we said, we have to figure out I, how by, to by do the that. Way, not to keep plugging his primos, but his primos. Is the first Primos that's going to have a liquor license? That's going to really, sell alcohol at his Primos. That's going to be awesome. So that's another reason to do the remote from there. Seriously, uh, yeah, we haven't really drank on the show before. I don't think. It I sounds think like we have. Yeah, I mean, yeah, a lot, maybe a lot from the night before. <laughs> but uh, 
you know, nothing from nothing from that night. But uh, you know, we do have a lot of <laughs> we do have a have a, a large high school audience. So we just want to remind everyone that uh, you know that kind of stuff is for adults only, and uh, you know, keep it clean out there, please. And okay. you know, but yeah, go. Oh, I'm sorry. I was just going to plug our sponsor again. Oh, We've yeah, been plugged yep. everybody else but the sponsor. So we might <laughs> let's give him a let's give let's give Dr. Wexler a shout out. Yeah, Primos is pre, I mean, I think Primos just doubled their business. You are in the matchup zone tonight, thanks to Advocare, South Jersey Orthopedic Associates. See Dr. Wexler or Dr. Giannini for all your medical needs. <laughs> uh, give us a call at one three four seven two one five eight one two six. We are on Twitter at the match underscore up zone on Facebook at the match uh, Facebook the matchup zone, and we've actually uh, entered the new millennium. Millennium. We now have an email. Millennium. We have a new email. It's the matchup zone at gmail.com. So email us uh, any questions, suggestions, how we can make the program better, uh, and that sort of thing. I mean, yeah, it's, uh, I think uh, our, our producer, is, it's it's tough. Uh, we lost our producer uh, the other day, too. He's not here with us today. He had an, uh, an eye injury, and it's tough. And, and Mike and I were talking before, you know, was this, was this a way of getting out of it? I mean, we talked about the curse of the matchup zone. Was this a way of getting out of the studio on Sunday nights and, and not having to come in here and, and really deal with us on the on a Sunday evening when you're just trying to unwind? Well, I happen to know that this is a very serious injury and a real injury. Uh, he has a detached retina. Oh, man. Um, and an ear infection. So he can't hear out of one ear. There's never been a producer who can't yeah. hear out of one ear and can't see the switchboard within, with one eye. Yeah. Uh, Pretty much Helen Keller was our producer <laughs> for three weeks, uh, which was nice. Uh, but now we, we hope he, uh, we wish him a speedy recovery. He yeah. should be up and running uh, and be able to see um, see clearly Shape, see and, uh, shapes, sizes, and in about colors pretty soon. In about uh, two weeks, so we we, we hope uh, the producer's back uh, back very very soon. So until then, you know get used to i would tune into the matchup zone about a minute in after the we've completely messed up the intro for at the, seven I, I the optimal time would be 702 yeah I think. 702 is a good time to tune in i i heard i was talking to will mcdonald today i have to, I have to tell this story will mcdonald he played at morristown uh, last year he's now a tra- two years ago now he's at Draxel. uh-huh kev he said one of the funniest things i've ever heard he looked at me dead serious and mike you know what i think i would have been a really really good girls basketball player he said He's got the physicality of a girl. Mm-hmm. He shoots like a girl, and he has the basketball IQ of a girl. Not to demean girls, no, no, not at all. But it's funny coming from a guy saying, "I would have made one heck of a girls' basketball player." That's that's interesting. I don't think he would be a very pretty girl, but I mean, I think he would. He would. He definitely. I mean, like we said, he he was very skinny. He could shoot. He had a you know. He was skinny. He was skinny. I actually, I actually, uh, we were playing hide and seek one time. He actually was hiding behind a stop sign, um, which. Uh, I thought was that. Yeah, that's uh, he, he's a very skinny player, and you know we wish Will the best. He's a he's a great runner. He's you know they're just a terrific athlete, great kid. Uh, we wish him all the best. And uh, he's actually playing intramural college. Speaking of college basketball, he's playing intramural ball at Drexel. That's interesting. You know, talking about intramural inter- intramural ball, and you know, <clears throat> when you go into the and this is what we were talking about uh, before we had the show tonight. Mike and I were discussing, you know, college basketball. When you get into Division One, you get into then you're going into okay. You have your high level Division One; those are the top players. Then you have your mid level Division One guys. You know, they go there, and then you have your lower Division One. And then, so 
you have the players. Okay, so Division Two, II, Division Three. What? So you have Division Two players who probably could play at some of these smaller Division One player teams. You have lower Division One players who can play at higher Division One teams. I mean, it's when you look at you know the difference in in recruiting and and how some of these athletes, some of these guys are. You know they're pegged to be Division One guys. They're, they're we talked to Kyle Green. You know, yes. pegged to be a Division One guy. He's he's going to be a top Division One prospect. And then you kind of go through, and it's like, okay, you know, he's a very good player. He's going to go to Temple, and you know, you look at like a guy like Chris Santo goes to Vermont, and I mean, it's just there's a lot of there's a lot of we talked about parity in, in in terms of the team. It's it's the same in recruiting. To be a college coach has to be just so demanding because in terms of recruiting. That's what that's what your job's on the line. Your job is on the line based on how yeah. these athletes play, and you can't. Well, you, your job's on the line based on based on how well your team plays in your record, and yeah. your record's based on how well your team's based how, on is recruiting. And how well you, I mean, look at look at Kentucky. I mean, you have you have a Cal Perry, who's considered one of the best coaches because he's probably the best recruiter. I mean, Coach K, obviously a very good recruiter, but but see, why I think Coach. Duke, K, I'm sorry. No, but I'm saying like Duke kind of sells itself too. It does Coach K doesn't doesn't really. Coach right. K shows up to your to your AEU game in your high school you're, game. You're going to Duke. Exactly. Zubek said the same thing. Right. Duke came, can come in late because they're 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 so powerful. They have that. It's just like they let everybody toy around. Okay. Exactly. Louisville's the dirty world. Do yeah. the dirty work, and then we'll come in and swoop them up at, at, the, at the 11th hour. But. I think Coach K gets all uh, Coach uh, Calipari gets all the players in Kentucky now because it's basically known as the one and done program now. Exactly. If you're an NBA player and you're going to college for a year, you're going to Kentucky. And you know, no one thought he could make five freshmen gel in one season to win yeah. a title, and he proved everybody wrong last year. I mean, you know, he gets a bad rap, but he's a great coach. Oh, he's a great coach, and I mean, this year he, he has. He has talent, but I mean, you, you lose your big guy right. to an ACL tear. A lot goes into coaching. Yeah. Coach, can you manage personalities, your X's and O's? Um, you know, how well can you get keep your team up for a big game? If you're playing a lesser opponent, can you still keep can you, can you still keep your team up? Uh, real quick, Kev, we got a tweet here from uh, a loyal listener. <laughs> Connor Crawford tweets: I would never eat. I would never ever eat anything from Tom from Palmyra's Primos. Yeah. So, so Tom just lost one. Uh, Connor can eat. Tom just lost one. Uh, one big fan. Yeah, that's it's true. Sometimes, yeah, it, it, sometimes your your reputation. <laughs> it's it's it's. You, you know, are what your record says you are. Exactly. So when when you open up a Primos and everyone's just like, "Wow, it's, is that Tom from Palmyra from the matchup zone?" They're like, "Yeah." They're like, "Uh, yeah, we're heading to Jim Steak too." Yeah, like time. I don't know. He's gonna he's gonna mess up my name and like, he's gonna give me the wrong order because he's gonna be calling me Craig. Wait, is, is it the smartest thing to open up a Primos two doors two doors down from Jim Steaks? Yeah. Unless you get the overflow. Yeah, you probably get the There's overflow. A lot, of, but, a lot of people uh, waiting yeah, in line just like, you know what? I'm just gonna go to Primos. I've never driven. I've never driven by Jim Steaks and not seen seventy people in line. That's true. And you're right. You're going to get that. You're going to get that turnover. You're going to get those people coming in and just not okay. I'm not waiting in this long line. I mean, that's what happens when you you're in you're in South and your Genos or Pats. You're just like it's pretty much I'm I'm what line what line, yeah, what is, line short? is shortest? I'm going to go to that one because I don't feel like standing in line for an hour to get a cheesesteak. Are 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 Jim's and Pats really good? Because I've only had them at three in the morning. Like, are they good? Yeah. Uh, see, I'm the same way. They're like, great at three in the morning. I don't. I don't. Yeah, I'm not a big. I haven't gone there in the middle yeah, of the day. 
with just like you know what I'm I'm in the mood for a cheesesteak I'm gonna drive there I, it's always like you're right you're, it's always at the end yeah. of the night yeah. a long night and you're just you're starving and that's that's my the, my buddy and I were trying to find the best cheesesteak in Philly mm-hmm. and we went to some of the big names um, you know Steve's Steve Prince's Steaks Pat's obviously John's Rose Pork the best cheesesteak in Philly bar none is Chink Steak it's you on it's that. on tours now Kev. I mean, you leave there and you just smell like a cheese. I mean, it's great. I mean, your clothes smell like cheese. They're, they're great, though. Chink steaks are the best. We're, we're plugging everybody tonight. Should we plug? We really yeah, are. Plug our sponsor again. Uh, let's uh, plug our sponsor. Pre- oh, I'm sorry. That's uh, <laughs> no, not Primo yet. Advocare South Jersey Orthopedic Associates. Go see Dr. Wetzler for all your uh, orthopedic needs. Uh, they're sponsoring us tonight. They are uh, what's keeping the matchup zone uh Matching up. Uh oh, we got we got we got another some. tweet. Another keep the tweets up. We read the tweets. Yeah, online. seriously, we read the tweets. We have a we have a you know we have the technology to read the tweets as we go. This tweet just comes in from the all-time three-point uh, shooter single season at Kansas City, Ryan Matera. <laughs> just tuned into the matchup zone and they're talking about cheesesteaks. Must have been a great show. First off, the Brian, why are you just tuning? It's eight fifty-one. There's nine minutes left. Why are you tuning in now, Brian? See, Brian, I feel like. The, if we don't if we don't talk about a uh, Matera for at least twenty minutes, it's just like well, why about, am I listening? Yeah, why am I listening? I mean, we we've talked about a Matera every single show so far. Do you know that? That's unbelievable. Because we had we had Chris I'm a, on. We, I'm almost a co-host. I think I do know that. Uh, <laughs> Brian, why are you? Is there eight minutes left? In the, Brian, give us a call. Give us yeah. a call. We have to talk to you. One three four seven two one five eight one two six. I'd like to talk to you about that Twitter picture. I have no idea what's going on yeah, right I, here. Well, did you see the interview after the one game of Brian? I, yeah, it looked like they just had a big, big win, and it looked like they exhumed his body for the <laughs> and stuck a mic and just like he he had the uh, the weekend at Bernie's look. Yeah, that's always misses the sunglasses and two friends. <laughs> uh, so, you know, anyway, going going back into uh, you know we're we're talking college basketball. Uh, we're still going to talk a little, you know, a little. We're going to relate it back to the South Jersey area. I think uh, we're going to. The one thing we are going to do in the next uh, episode, and and send us your emails, flood our email box uh, with with emails, just to to get your opinions. We're going to have, you know, I'm not going to do a playing games. I, I can't I can't deal with any of that. But let's do Mike. You want to do 64? How about we do 64 of the best college players in, and we're going to expand. We're 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 going stepping out. I mean, we talked a lot about Philly. We're going to go the Philadelphia area. We're going to go New Jersey, the tri-state area, Philadelphia, right. Delaware. We're we're Let's expanding. We're going to go into uh, New Jersey, Philadelphia, that uh, Eastern Pennsylvania into Delaware. We're going to get the best college players of. Let's. I don't know if we can do all time. Let's go. Let's same thing. Let's go 1990. You want to do 90? Let's. Uh, do... Let's, let's go 85. Okay. Let's, let's get. Go. Wait, you're saying? Oh, you're saying the Philadelphia. You know, or so, or do you want to do a list of the all-time? Should we do a? Uh, maybe we'll do like a field of sixty. Well, we'll think of something fun for yeah. next week. So what? You know, let us know. Let's do. Let's let's stick. You with know what? You know, let, let's do, let's do South. Let's do best players in high school. So then we can get the listeners involved. They can email us and tweet us. Yeah. Play, things so, like that. So email us. Do what you want to just stick with South Jersey, or do you want to tri-state area? We go tri-state Philly. area. So let's go the tri-state area. Let's go the best. High school or the best college players. It doesn't matter about your high school career. So this is where we have to separate because we did the All South Jersey draft, and you 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 did their high school career. You don't. It doesn't matter what they did in college because that's not important. Now we're doing college career. It doesn't matter what they did in high school. It doesn't matter what they did in pros. We're talking 
the college career, if you are a college coach and you said, I'm recruiting this player to play for four years at my university, what players are you going to take first? So we're going to have, we're going to try to match him up. We're going to try to get seeds and we're going to get these players in a field of 64. And then we're going to next week on the show, we're actually going to go through and have you guys call in, email us, tweet us and let us know who wins the matchups. Kev, um, I just got word from Krista, our marketing director, that possibly next week joining the show will be Ohio State assistant Chris Gent. Maybe wow. joining this. He might be in the zone next week. Good chance who played uh, ball at Spartan North Jersey. Oh, yeah. Uh, played a little stint, stint in the NBA. So uh, next week we'll get Chris Gent um, in the zone, get That's his through Ohio State. Uh, you know, but yeah, like yeah, like you said, we'll try to do a field of sixty-four, do something fun. Maybe yeah. uh, we'll, we'll we'll seed the players, and we'll have uh, people call in or tweet or email and say, uh, you know, we'll give you the old uh, one verse sixteen, and then you and the callers and uh, you know guests can take it from there. Yeah, and, and you know, call in or email us. Let us know the players. Tweet at us this week. Let us know what players you like, and uh, you know, we'll go from there. We'll try to set up the field so the field's set up as we start next week, and uh, you know, we'll 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 send a tweet out um, before next weekend talking about who we have and and kind of send the field out there and see if there's anything we need to change. If anyone has any comments, questions, concerns, but uh, you know, we like to we like to do this because it's it's an interactive thing. It's it's going to get you guys uh, involved. It's gonna it's gonna have you guys you know understand and and and. Be a part of the show. We do this for the listeners. We like we're doing this for the listeners. Obviously, yeah. we have fun doing it, but exactly. it's also for the listeners. And uh, Kev, we haven't had Coach Allen in the, in the zone in the studios in a couple weeks. Maybe we'll have maybe we'll bring him in next week. Yeah, Coach Allen. You know, we'll have Coach Allen come in and uh, you know, kind of be the that that that. Because Coach Allen goes back to the uh, he goes back to the you know obviously the nineties at the college. Yeah. Like that. so he would be a good source of knowledge with that, and he can, you know, we need. And my thing is, we need. I know, I know, I know, he, I know he's. I know he's going Casicas is right off the oh, bat. Yeah, one, two. He's going Casicas is one two right off the bat. Bing oh, bang, yeah. bing bang done. But we're, you know, we're not going to have Chuck there tomorrow, next week, so it's going to, you know, be tough without that producer. Who's going to, who's going to have that third say when you know we're we're debating about someone about a game, and it's like who's going to have that third call that's going to, be, you know, set it over the top. Is the easy button around? Uh, it is. Where, there well, it is. Hold on a second. That was easy. There you go. There you go. If right. only if only that was easy trying to set that one up. <laughs> right. So again, uh, you know, we want to thank all our guests uh tonight. We wanna thank uh obviously uh well Robin <laughs> Uh, we'd love to thank Rob, Robertine, uh Kyle Green for coming on, and uh, obviously we'd love to thank the uh, great Paul, uh, Dr. John Giannini from uh, LaSalle University for coming on tonight and giving his his insight because he's uh, you know like we talked about before such a knowledgeable person you know gave us really great insight that you guys were able to hear. I got a lot of tweets, I got a lot of texts uh, about that about his interview and how how well. You know, he spoke and how good of an interview it was because, you know, he knows his stuff so well. So we just want to thank uh, him and uh, all our guests. And, uh, now, for the avid listeners out there of the Matchup Zone, yeah. well, this is the second time we promoted Paul, uh, Coach Paul Rodeo being on the show. And it's not a joke. He was actually supposed to be on twice. Yeah. We, we've been in contact, phone calls, emails. He was coming on, coming on, coming on. Um, so, uh, you know, we're not yeah. just trying to trying to pull the wool over your eyes out there and say Coach Rodeo is coming on. He was he was really supposed to be on. Uh, he may not be back from the touching yet. I mean, uh, yeah. No, I mean, wait, wait, the, that game. 
How 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 angry do you think St. Saint Augustine fans are? Like every single week, they're like, "Oh, rodeo's coming on!" That's like fun. I'm going to listen to this, yeah. and then they get they get about 20 minutes into the show, they're like, "The Richland Rowdy is coming the show. These guys are these guys are lying to us again. Yeah, lying but, to uh, their teeth. That's it. We're lying through our bonded teeth. But uh, <laughs> we will have. Uh, we will have some more exciting guests. Like I said, uh, we look forward to a 90% chance of Chris Gent coming on next yeah. week. And then, you know, we have we, a lot of coaches that we, we're in contact with, you know, Coach Fran Dunphy from Temple, uh, you know, Matt Lango from Colgate, have, Mike uh, Jordan from Colgate, you know. The, the Butler assistant coach exactly. we're in contact with, Notre Dame's uh, Matt Engelsby. Mike Bray, you know, there's, Mike Bray. A, there's a, I mean, there's a lot of coaches that uh, we want to have on the show, especially when we get into talking college basketball. So, uh Again, we just wanted to say thank you to all our guests on tonight. We want to thank all our listeners again for tuning in. Uh, we really enjoyed the show. And, uh, again, you are in the zone because of South Jersey, uh, Advocare South Jersey Orthopedic Associates. Uh, go see them for all your orthopedic needs. And uh, don't be like Tom from Palmyra and uh, go see a real doctor, uh, a medical doctor, and, uh, you know, you'll be fine. But, again, uh, email us, tweet at us. Facebook, Facebook us this week as we go. And uh, this is the Matchup Zone. We want to thank everyone for listening, and we'll see you again next week. Good night, everyone. Good night.